Welcome back to We Bought a Mic. Bought a mic, bought a mic, bought a mic. I'm not good at harmonizing. I, I don't know the melody. Right into <laughs> now, the that's what I'm talking podcast about. zone. A pop culture Navy cast. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Maverick cast. Uh, Maverick this we cast. should announce like ahead a, a of everything. This is the final episode of We Bought a Mic before we ship off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're so going to the whatever country did, they go to in this movie. We, which, we this. have no clue it's, where it's it is. not we in the Middle East. And we're like, take me to where there's snow. It's not not in the Middle take East. Take me to where there's <laughs> desert and also where there's snow. I'm surprised they didn't at least call it like the Balkans. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like name they, a region. They were so scared to name where they, they were. Just were like it's ah. either it's either Russia or it's Iraq, yeah. and there's no way to know. Which they like one. they were so terrified. It was, I like I think they definitely must have like changed it a bit because of what's happening yeah. right now mm. in the world. Do you think? They, you Wait, you didn't see the sign that said Kiev like on the <laughs> in the woods? They're like they're, they're bombing the Ukraine. To Eastern Ukraine. <laughs> <laughs> welcome, welcome back. <laughs> To We Bought a Mic, we're talking Top Gun Maverick, yeah. a.k.a. Mm. Top Gun, mm-hmm. a.k.a. Twop Gun. Maverick. Why didn't they go with that? Mm-hmm. Do you they think did. They, do you think they had a production meeting and they're like, should, Tom, should we call it Twop Gun? Gun. <laughs> he, he had the final He was that. like, we are the golden standard. <laughs> if I don't see you again without a mascot, you're fucking done. You're done. It has to be Top, goal, top Gun colon... My character's name, yeah. <laughs> yeah, or it's nothing, right? It's a great name. I mean, it is would you Maverick watch? Rules. Would you watch Top Gun Goose? Top Gun Rooster? <laughs> I, I'd watch. I'd watch Top Top Gun Iceman. Yeah, Iceman, that's yeah, good, that's a good one. Man. Well, the, um, that movie itself, I'm not so sure right now. We'll get to it in there. But <laughs> did the names get worse in this one? Do you want to hang out with Bob? Yes, uh, Bob, yes, I absolutely. Do that's that's I, I don't meant know what I'm to, yeah, that's, Top Gun, that's, Top Gun Bob. Top Gun I would Bob. absolutely. Yeah, that's the Paramount Plus <laughs> show. Bob. For sure. It's just the Bob show. It's just the guy not flying <laughs> the jet. Just... Would you guys rather watch Top Gun Maverick or Top Gun Pickle Rick? <laughs> Be honest. Shut up. Get out of here. I thought we were done with this. Welcome to the show. <laughs> My name's Ernest. Take me to podcast or lose me forever. My name is Hunter. I'm Drew. What line was that? It's That's take from me the to better, lose me forever. Brought to you by Meg Ryan, who is in three scenes in the original Top Gun and fucking owns every minute of it. And I do miss Meg Ryan as a person in our lives. Wait a minute. It feels weird today. It feels like there's like a ghost among us. It something. seems like there's somebody on Island Time. Island Uh-oh. Time, baby. Dane's back. Wait, who are you? I said who I, I said. Oh, he did. I just don't You're say just a so fucking monologue to. before I say my well, fucking name. Well, maybe you should make more of a fucking show about it, okay? Like Dane. Yeah, hi. With Dane. Dane is I, I'm making Dane. a visual show of it just I, for the YouTube listeners. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm Dane, the uh, the island time ghost. Mm-hmm. I'm here to... You're not. You're on Peninsula time. Peninsula time? Yeah. You're on, you're on panhandle leave. time. You're on <laughs> leave from being stationed 
uh, yeah, yeah. In Top Gunistan. I, uh, I actually got uh, got transferred from the Air Force to the uh, to the Navy, and now I'm a Navy man, and I reject everything that I have worked for in my professional career. Yo, so, Dane, we we had to bring you out of reserve because we're like, who is the most uh, military industrial complex friend right, right. that we own? We own that we you own. We, me. we well. We really Your government list, property, so, so technically we are, don't as know taxpayers, this. we do. Yeah, we do kind of own it. Sorry. Listeners don't know this, but we actually keep, like, all of the prior guests in, like, a vat yeah. that we can just, like, pull you out. Yeah, I, I thought that was a secret. Are we making that public now? Yeah, no, I figure just this is just for the YouTube listeners. So well, can much see you, like uh, um, our friend Mr. Kevin Feige, we have an in at the Pentagon. Uh, yeah, 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 so yeah. It's me. That's what you. I'm, and now is the part of the podcast where I pretend like I know everything about planes and jets and aerospace and all that. Fun well, you work for the Air Force, so that's, that's good. It's good enough. Can you, you know what, though? Dane? Can you say that you work for the Air Force? Is that allowed? I can. Do we need say, to edit all of this? Out? I mean, he can say he works for anyone. I right. work. For the government. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> we'll go with that. What would what? I want us to think. You don't have to answer this right now, but what would your call sign be? Oh shit! I'll you can, let, you let, can me, think let me tell on you. It. Let me tell you the. I idea. know. Yeah, I've been really. Th- I've been thinking about this too. Right. Um. It matters a lot. Hunters would be like a whole like Hearshot. line from a fucking movie. It's here shot. Here shot. Here shot. Here shot is my call sign. That's actually cool. Yeah, see, I, it's, I, it's, Hunter, it's fucking I, cool. I hate that. I hate. See, cool. I I know that you hate how I know that you hate that I'm the main character of this podcast. I know. Drew. I I hate that a Coheed and Cambria reference is actually pretty good. It's for actually a call kind sh- of fucking cool like, as a call what sign. What if I'm Vaxus One? <laughs> Honestly, that's really cool. That's pretty good. Well, but then like, there's a lot of anti-vax people who would just hear that name no, and I they'd know. hear Vaxus and they're like, I hate that Coheed. Yeah, COVID is a lie. squadron that is all uh, Coheed's call I guess signs. As as someone. Someone who doesn't like Coheed, I am anti-vaxxers. <laughs> <laughs> I hate, and I hate to admit that on camera. So I don't want to. Today we're guys, talking Top Gun. We're Maverick. talking Top Gun Maverick. Before we get into Top Gun Maverick, I do want to talk about Tom Cruise because yeah, I petitioned for this podcast to discuss Tom Cruise and okay. his filmography. I mean, I wanted to see this movie anyway, but sure. No, you guys said. I think Top Gun Maverick PU. I don't want to see that stinky. Tom Cruise stinky. He's a quote unquote Scientologist. If we even know what that word means. So what? He likes science? Exactly. Yeah, don't guy, guy who has only seen The Mummy and American Made. Yeah. Um, like that guy's that guy's so done. That guy Tom rules. Cruise. <laughs> that guy's cool. This is only the second Tom Cruise movie that we have ever talked about since the inception of this podcast. Third. No. Third. Because we did Am I Fallout? We did Magnolia. I think yeah, I feel like yeah, Magnolia. I brought up Magnolia Ghost was a... because I watched that. Well, I did. I did a whole mission watch through leading up to Fallout. Yeah, we did. A, we did a lot the, for the yeah, Fallout. We they weren't made Tom M's. Cruise so much. Here's the thing. Shut the fuck up. Okay, but I don't think that we talked about Tom Cruise enough. Here's the thing about Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise is the movie star of the last fifty years. The, uh, no, I think that he's, he is. He's a movie star. No, I think that if you look back through Tom Cruise's filmography, I think I'm looking at you it right could now. argue that like. Maybe Denzel had a better run, Julia Roberts, people like that. But I think Tom Cruise has Robin been the Williams. most config, the most consistent movie star. Yeah, They're, the guy that you can open up a weekend and say Tom Cruise is head billing. He is lead billing in this movie right. of since 1984 right. when uh, Risky Business came. Well, it's, out. it's interesting that this movie is coming out now. I mean, we've been waiting. 
two years for this movie. I think almost to the day, it feels like, yeah. since the original date that it yeah, was scheduled to come release, out. It was, I think it was Memorial Day 2020. Yeah, and it got pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed. And now finally, we have seen this movie. And I feel like, first of all, this movie is going to do really, really well at the box office this weekend. And second of all, there is this excitement about it not just because it's another Top Gun, because it's a Tom Cruise yeah, movie. Yeah, that's the thing. That's what I'm saying is that Tom Cruise has a power that, like, of he can still open up a fucking movie and it is going to own. It's going to be. It's going to make 150 million plus this weekend opening incredible. weekend. Absolutely incredible. It's not tied to a comic book series. It's not tied to a Star Wars. It's not tied to a Blue People movie. It's literally. It's. It's a it is, sequel. It, it's tied to an re- existing IP. It is tied to an existing The military. IP. <laughs> yeah. It's tied to military. It's state's defense budget. But like, it is still, it's kind of a miracle that this movie is still it, coming out like it is. And it, more than anything. It's, it is a sequel, like what, like 30, 30 years yeah, later? Yeah, it's, so, it's a legacy sequel, which yeah. I want to talk about it in the history of legacy sequels, because this has an argument for being the best. Um, but... What's kind of amazing about this movie is that Tom Cruise and Paramount fought for this movie not to go to streamers. That's a whole Mainly thing is Tom. that Tom really was at the forefront when every everybody was just buying up movies and just selling them to Netflix or selling them to HBO Max. And very easily Paramount could have just been like, hey, sorry, Tom, we got to just take the L on this one. We're going to launch Paramount Plus and Top Gun Maverick will be the main thing. You sign up for Paramount Plus, you get to watch Top Gun Maverick. And Tom Cruise said no. Especially because it's been on keep, the shelf for years at this point. I keep fucking holding on to this movie because this movie needs to play in IMAX. It needs to play in Dolby. It needs to play in the biggest fucking theaters possible. And he won. And here we are. Tom Cruise fucking won. He did it. And we saw this on Big Boy, full-size IMAX. Yeah. And my heart was fucking pounding as, as the well as our prostates from the sti- uh, from the seats, right? Yes, you got fully. the prostate stimulation, fully, just that ding ding. ding. And from, from the seats only, yeah. mother of God, this is a summer blockbuster of the highest caliber. Yeah. This movie rules. I it's busted. so good. I, this I'm, movie fucking owns. You know, as, uh, as, as someone who is like inclined to generally disagree with like most of Hunter's takes. Dang, don't say that. I am absolutely going to say that. And this is, a, this is a good take. Well, I'm yeah, someone, I'm someone who always went agrees for me. with Hunter famously. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. 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 True. So I love known as Specifically on male sex icons. <laughs> Dude, Tom Cruise was so fucking hot you, in this well, movie. you do always say you're like Harry Styles is trying to be the next Tom Cruise. <laughs> and, he, and honey, he can't do it. I'm sorry. That okay, I'll, I'll agree with you could on that. Never. Um, ever. But Tom Cruise dude. could be Harry Styles. <laughs> yeah. What you see Tom Cruise headlining Coachella. What you doing, fellas? <laughs> WID. Um the movie rocks. Yeah. Uh I've seen Slaps rules. The original Fox. Top Gun is sort of a, a platonically perfect 80s time capsule movie um it's america military industrial complex propaganda movie it got a lot of recruits yeah I, i'd day. say a lot of our dads a lot of zoomer dads like zoomers dads yeah probably enlisted yeah. Are, are zoomers dads <laughs> not yet well <laughs> hopefully some, some zoomers <laughs> you know um 
but yeah, the the original is a really really good movie. It's it's fun to watch for its time. Well, of course you have to you have to have the goggles on, and it's impossible not to. Is the thing that for, even when I watched it as a kid, I was like, oh, this is just pure eighties. Yeah. Um, because which time, is good. it has the of most course. Vangelis score not written by yeah, Vangelis. Dude. Yeah, it's and just it's, uh, yes, directed by Tony Scott, who's a mega eighties director. Um, Kenny Loggins all over Kenny that soundtrack. Loggins. Tech very, my breath away. Yeah, just... very, very uh, music video aesthetics. Like it's Tony very Scott, baby. Yeah, yeah. very soft, lensy, very slow moe. Um, and it it just rocks. Like it's a good hang. Um, and that's why it has the staying power it's had, where like people would still be interested in Top Gun movie because it's been on TNT since it fucking dropped, man. Like it's it's right. been on TV since it came out <laughs> i uh i actually hadn't seen it in full until this year really? i watched it on an airplane in the danger you zone were going on, on, on an f-14 30 000 feet yeah. up in the sky you and were just doing loop-de-loops doing barrel rolls while watching talk. i i wouldn't say it fully captivated me but i enjoyed the hell out of it and for a movie that you're watching in the confines of a you know flying can through the sky it was perfect. Yeah. And this one, I feel like, to your point about it argue, arguably being the best Lego sequel, it improves upon that original at every single possible way. It definitely – it does. Um, I, I would – yeah, I would say in just about every way. Um, one reason that I think that might get overlooked as to why this movie is so good is – it's not trying to set up future movies, which means that this movie is allowed to be about the old guy. It's allowed right. to be about Tom Cruise. We don't have to be uh, mainly about Miles Teller. And then like in the background, we're sort of shutting down Tom Cruise. Like yeah. it's about Tom Cruise. Like Tom Cruise is the star of the movie, even though we're introduced to what like in any it's, other it's movie. It's a pretty wide cast. If yeah. we, and if we met Glenn Powell and Miles Teller, like – those are people who would star in a Top Gun movie if you were to make it now. And yet they are simply like just like the new kids that Tom Cruise is coaching. I don't like as far as we know, there's no setup for a future movie out of this. I would it would feel weird if they did one like yeah. I mean, it goes to the mission impossible of it all, too, that Tom Cruise wants to have things made specifically for the big screen yeah and not for whatever paramount plus spinoff they have in mind in some boardroom somewhere so i will say i mean we have to mention it now because we're talking about tom cruise and the tom cruise effect that our boy is an awards winner he might never win a fucking little gold man, little fucking gold Academy Award. But that doesn't matter because he won a fucking they created out of whole cloth an honorary palm d'or. Yeah. Something yeah. that did not exist. The Tom Cruise crazy they guy. They created award. the Tom Cruise <laughs> palm d'or for him just being like for his achievement and just championing cinema. And it was definitely it. improvised and not planned in any way whatsoever. Yeah, it just he just quote unquote happened surprise. to be there <laughs> and like happened to have like this very like well organized it's speech just, right in the moment that they busted out. Yeah, the fact that this is so crew centric <laughs> just means that story wise, even though it still has like more going on than the first one, uh, it's not too messy. We don't have to be have like you know concentric orbits going on like it, it can just be about one person with other people surrounding him and that's really important to these legacy movies 
Um, you can also do it the opposite way, which Creed does, where it is mostly about the younger person yeah. and just a little about the older person. Which works. You really just well can't do both at the same fucking time. And that happens more than it should. Yeah. Um, where so they're trying to like – it's very obvious the torch passing that's happening. Right. And this is just – there is no torch passing. It's paying homage well, to yeah, the Yeah, there is no Cruz character so, in this. Like there's a new goose. Yeah. So there's new Val Kilmer. You had never seen the original yeah, before. I've this. never seen the original before this. And I guess what I really want to like say about that is having, you know, the only part of uh, the original Top Gun that I'd seen before today mm-hmm. was the volleyball scene. Hell yeah, brother. And now, Dane, you don't have to tell us why. <laughs> I've seen it many times. And we'll move on from there. Yeah, and that's it. <laughs> yeah. When you're just like... But, yeah. the Trying to, like, do something that'll tie you out before bedtime. It's volleyball. I'm talking about volleyball. Yeah, yeah, it's very well shot. And, yeah. Right. And the cinematography. Cinematography. Just the sun glistening <laughs> off of, like, some beautiful, <laughs> hunky men. And, what, <clears throat> what was really nice about it was, like, you know, I know I know enough. Like, I know, I know the names Maverick, Goose, and Iceman. And I have a general idea of what kind of happens, and that's really about it. No, and you're right. That's okay. That's, that's enough, man. That was all I needed you to don't, know. You don't need everything to enjoy this movie, which is the, also the right move because the original, even though it was widely seen back then, it's an old fucking movie. Right. Like, you still want people to be able to access it even if they haven't seen that. Like, it's an 80s movie, you know? Um, so we're not – it's not like we're, like, rebooting, like, a, like an early 2000s thing. It's not like uh, – you know what I mean? Uh, so that makes sense. I think a lot of the credit of what we're talking about right now, I don't I don't mean to assign credit where it's not due, but I think Christopher McQuarrie is all over this fucking movie. He's got screenplay credit on. He's this got way. screenplay credit and producer credit. Yeah. Um, I, I think he's more. No disrespect than that. to Joseph Kaczynski, who is, you know, I don't know, never directed a good movie in quotation marks. Hey justice for tron legacy um justice to oblivion where tom cruise gives a description about the super bowl um if you guys have never seen it just google tom cruise uh super bowl oblivion he's just like it was the big game we were down seven points i had the old pigskin ready it's it's, ins- it's like a man who has never played a sport or watched tr- a sport in his entire dialogue. life and yet tom cruise insists on playing sports in his movies and we do love of course. that about and we him. do we do love that the 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 macquarie of it all to me beyond the direction which is very practical very like mounted cameras on planes you know which is that's just so macquarie yeah we because we know macquarie from being the director who made mission impossible like great Rogue the Nage director Fallout. who jumped out of a plane with tom cruise in order to shoot a scene in yeah. imax and while tom cruise is flying out well, of a and also airplane. most importantly to be honest the director who is a great screenwriter not just a good one he wrote the usual mm-hmm. suspects which won best screenplay yeah so yeah. this is a very very talented man he's good at writing he's good at interspersing comedy into his his drama this movie uh in order to be reverent to the original does have to have more melodrama than a mission impossible movie does right. like there's there's quite a bit of like seriousness well in comparison to mission the the story and mission always feels so far down the priority it's totally secondary to like the vibe you are really invested Mm -hmm. in this character dealing with the events or the the 30 years later version of the events of the first movie no yeah like it's a huge weight on the story we're following tom you know to that point 
like you said, Dane, like you aren't just punished by not seeing the original right. either. Like they, they, I think it's they fill you in on yeah, everything. They give you it, really it, need it to know. They give you exposition. In on everything. And I actually think that this is like Loki, one of the best Tom Cruise performances of the last. Like I think Fallout, he actually does give like has some real emotional. But beats that's not the point of that movie. Exactly. But I feel like Tom Cruise is kind of. Maybe it's where the late stage Tom Cruise is starting to creep in right now. But like he's starting to kind of bring back the is Tom Cruise a really good actor kind of thing. Because we go, baby. I think Tom Cruise is fucking excellent in this movie. He just, he I just hasn't I'm, flexed that muscle just, since like, like 2005 or something. So I mentioned it as soon as this yeah. movie ends. And this movie is like kind of the most meta thing that Tom Cruise has ever done. Yes. And it's very much like Tom as for as much as Top Gun Maverick is a great movie and everything else. Top Gun Maverick is a movie about Tom Cruise and yeah. about Tom Cruise being a superstar. Being a despondent dad. No, well that's even okay. It's, it's about willing, you know, willing to no, die. Being an action star because that that's what I was thinking about whenever it, it was mentioned. Oh, you're still a captain. He's it's, like, yeah, this is where more, I was meant to be. It's, 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 so there's that there's whole that whole aspect about how like it's Tom Cruise almost kind of confronting the fact that he is at the end of his rope of being able to do this. Tom Cruise is 60 years old, by the way, best looking 60 year old I've ever seen in my life. Especially um, when he's oiled up and playing football. Man, right? we're going to get to that. Mm. I got thoughts. Two ball ball. Um, I have thoughts about two it ball also, ball. actually. <laughs> um, but even if you look at it from like more of a narrative point of view, whenever you look at early Tom Cruise stuff, and I'm saying this is somebody who's seen most of Tom Cruise, most Tom Cruise movies, most of his hits, at least um, Tom Cruise early on his career was very, very attached to playing characters who grew up with strained relationships with uh, their father figure. Um, and if you know right. about Tom Cruise's life, it's because he grew up with his mom and his sister. He didn't really have a dad in the picture. And so he always kind of clung on to these dudes, even in the original Top Gun. They talk about like how his dad set him back whenever he was trying to join the academy because his dad was like dishonorably Damn, discharged just, just and had like all these kind of things to, and, to rooster. You mean? Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. You're getting, you're, you're getting, getting there. It, baby. But now oh. Tom Cruise is exactly. He has kind of originally was taking on all of these roles where there was some kind of an absent father figure in the picture that like affected him in some way, positively or negatively. And now he has become that father figure in movies. Right. And that's kind of a very interesting full circle that we're reaching with Tom Cruise, especially when you bring in his personal life and the Nicole Kidman feeding into the Katie Holmes of it all and having a child that he yeah. may or may not have a good relationship with. Oh. And it's, um, <laughs> no, I'm sure it's definitely, yeah, not yeah, sure yeah I'm trying to get benefit of the doubt here, but you guys know what I'm saying? Like he's not a human being, huh? right? He is well, a that's, robot. That's the thing is we, we were putting on clips of the original movie right before starting this podcast. And I was pointing out how much of a real person he seemed like back in that day. In in the early days of his career, like I feel like Top Gun was maybe the first movie that really shot him up into a real kind yeah. of superstar status. It, it was and risky business, I would say. Well, that was like, of... but if you have one, that doesn't make you an A lister. It makes you, you like, oh, this guy's the next That's one. That's right. So then just he gets that. Looking at things, so he's in The Outsiders and Risky Business, both in '83. But the and that's kind of his like announcement. He's on there. Top Gun is '86. He's in Top Gun and Color of Money, which, by the way. Speaking of legacy sequels, 
Color of Money is probably also up there as like the best legacy sequel ever. A Martin Scorsese movie bringing it's, back it's legacy sequel. Legacy. Okay. Yeah, we're making it simplified. But no, it's okay. already been coined. Shit. I wish. I will say. I thought you were really cool when you said that. I no. was like, damn, Sim- that was. Similarly, uh, was Color cool? of Money is. <laughs> okay. Color of Money is an incredible movie. Great movie if you haven't seen it. Martin Scorsese joint. Um, it is a legacy sequel to The Hustler, a Paul Newman movie from the 60s, I believe. Never seen The Hustler, but I have seen The Color of Money and that movie fucking rules as a legacy sequel. And I feel like. Top Gun Maverick has the chance to kind of do a similar thing where I think that you could just see Top Gun Maverick without seeing the first Top Gun and it just well, 100% I, I hold up and just it was awesome. Rule. Unfortunately, yeah, it was there's rule. no way for us to know whether or not that's true. No, but I'm saying for like if only we had a guest. I'm on. saying for the next like <laughs> decade plus, like yeah. for the next generation, there could be like 14 year olds who just go in this because their dad's like, son, we got to go see the new Tom Cruise feature film well, when, he, when he's like 90. Yeah, Dane, Dane so. Uh, just expand on your Tom Cruise thoughts a little bit, because I, I feel like you're a good voice here to kind of be the antithesis to Hunter a little shit bit. about Tom Cruise. Don't don't you dare. So don't being, don't okay. cut me down. All right, here I'm flying so high. Looking at looking at uh, Tom Cruise's filmography, if I'm being totally honest, the first Tom Cruise movie I saw, not really a Tom Cruise movie, but a movie mm. with Tom Cruise in it. Tropic Thunder. Tropic, Tropic Thunder. Thunder. I yeah. know you, Dane. I know. Tropic I knew Thunder. That's such a Dane movie. A Ben Stiller film. Uh, and he was fucking great in it. Yeah. It, 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 it wasn't The Last Samurai for you? You, um, weren't, you no. weren't like a little eight-year-old going up to your local blockbuster like, excuse me, mister, can I, I rent The Last Samurai? I actually, <laughs> my, my parents owned a DVD of The Last Samurai, and I have seen that. Hell yeah. It's, it's an all right movie. It's, 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 it's all right. I liked it. It's, it's certainly not bad. I'm sure it's probably aged horribly. Absolutely, yes. What I, do you mean? But <laughs> my you know, guy is I, the last samurai. I, my my thoughts on Tom Cruise are basically like, I think you know in his personal life he's kind of a piece of shit. Yo. But if you look at his his How filmography and I mean just the way that he makes movies, it's actually very impressive. He's great at what he does and he knows what he does. Exactly. That is why I kind of want to expand on what I said earlier. The parallel of his character in this, he just, to himself, how he just stayed a captain, which is that's a high rank, but it's not the highest. Yeah, but, um, because that's what Tom Cruise did. He stayed where where he's best instead of trying to become like Jack or whatever. He's not Jack. He's not going to have those performances in him. I'm going to be honest. Um, he's 60. I think we're in the last few years of his face being palatable, to be honest. It's, um, it's I, a, mm, it, there are some shots in this one that is a it's bit just of a stretch. Trying to preserve your youth like that usually yeah. has adverse effects when you actually get old as opposed to just aging naturally. Mm. But regardless of that, he is good at characters who are intense all the time. Right. Yeah. Um, he, Les He's the, really, really good at that. <laughs> so the, the, the thing is, is though, like to that point. We're in a moment right now with the pandemic and the way the film industry has been impacted by it, where even though what you're saying might be true, I feel like COVID changed that somewhat, where Tom Cruise being in the middle of this movie being pushed back because he wanted to be in theaters and in the middle of production of MI7 and 8 shifted things because he went from being somebody that is you know on the outside looking in of a version of hollywood that doesn't exist anymore to this champion of the 
art form yeah, in, a, in a heroic way. I don't that, know. That's, that's weird because is. actually Tenet saved movies. It didn't though. <laughs> I, I, I would like to respectfully tell you to kill yourself right now. <laughs> as long as you're respecting me. I'm, but only I'm, with I'm the reverse you. bullet. Because that yeah, does more yeah. damage. Hey, good luck, brother. Uh, yeah, I, just, I want the bolt to come out of your head. Yeah, I just you're, hopped in the freaking modulator. You're wrong 3,000. because ambulance saved theaters. Yeah, ambulance that saved theaters. With all twelve million dollars <laughs> that made. Um, but but don't don't you think that like Tom Cruise right now is sitting in a completely different spot that he was pre-COVID, where he is like this dude. bastion, this beacon of hope for the industry. Yes. So I think that it's twofold, really, what we're getting at here. Because yes, you are right. At, the whole Top Gun saving that for movie theaters did kind of turn Tom Cruise into like the face of movie theaters in kind of a weird tangential way because he refused to sign a Netflix deal yeah. unlike every other actor in Hollywood. He did go see Tenet in London. Like, though. guys, big Michael, movie, big screen. Love Michael Props Bay, Michael Bay made a Netflix movie. Yeah. Who he's like the director who you would think like, well, he has to make movies for movie theaters. And right. he even was kind of subject to the streaming machine. Leo but went to Netflix. Denzel went straight to HBO Max. It's like, and guess what? They're cowards. Well, right. They're I don't, I don't think, they don't do their own the fucking thing, stunts. That, like little, little <laughs> bitch boys. Like think, they are. I think that whenever you're looking at all this, you have to look at Tom Cruise, like as his, like whole career. Cause I think that his whole personal life and his filmography life, like that intersects in a really interesting way, more than a lot of other creators. Like, I think it's like him and Leo, as far as like him, Leo, and then Denzel up until like the last like 10 ish years or so where their personal life and their professional life kind of intersect in an interesting way. Like really looking at their filmography, if you were going to compare an actor to a director's filmography for up until about 2005 ish, you'd compare Tom Cruise to a Steven Spielberg type. Like he's making uh, the color of money in the same year. He's making Top Gun. He's making Rain Man in the same year. He's making Cocktail. Like he's making uh, the best example of this is Mission Impossible and Jerry Maguire came out in the same year. He's making the popcorn movie and he's making the prestige movie where he's trying to win awards and he's trying to make the big blockbuster at the same time. And he's doing that a lot of times where he's kind of flipping back and forth between these two different sides of himself. And then there was a shift that happened in 2005, ironically, on a Steven Spielberg film. In the 2005, uh, Tom Cruise was in a movie called War of the Worlds. Good which, movie. Good movie. Also watched that on a plane. Lady next to me wasn't happy about that. Why was she anti-War of the Worlds? Because there's a plane crash scene in that movie. Oh, I forgot about the plane Understandable. crash scene. Um, <laughs> she, was, so, she was going like, huh? For <laughs> listeners who don't know, because it's gotten a little bit buried because one Spielberg has great publicity and two Tom Cruise has great publicity. So that when both sides of a feud have beef, then everything kind of gets submerged a little bit and you got to do more digging. But um, there was a little bit of tension behind the scenes of war of the worlds because Spielberg and Tom Cruise had previously worked together a few years prior on minority report and things by all account went pretty well. But by 2005, Notably, 2005 is the same year that 
Tom Cruise jumped, jumped up on, on the, the Oprah couch, couch yeah. and with the whole Katie Holmes bed. What a, what a wonderful, and Tom video. Cruise, iconic video. Tom Cruise started kind of feeling himself a little bit, and he uh, had just a little, just a, just a little also teensy that, bit. He was just a little out and of his fucking just, mind that just year. Just the tip. That, he was only feeling before the tip. that point. Tom Cruise that was, was working when the, with the Scientology thing was really ramping up. Exactly before that point, Tom Cruise was working with auteurs. He worked the, with Spielberg. He worked with Paul Thomas Anderson. He worked with uh, Tony Scott. He was working with like. All, Barry Levinson, he was working with all these great filmmakers, and it's almost this sliding doors moment where, on one hand, Tom Cruise could have just been the next, like, he could have tried to do, like, almost a Daniel Day-Lewis type, I'm going to, like, be a true An actor. actor yeah. I'm going to... Er, most notably a Jack Nicholson thing, because, guys, rewatched A Few Good Men this past week, and him and he... Like kind of is better than Jack Nicholson and a few good men. It's like a little secret because Jack Nicholson has more of a flashy role, but Tom Cruise is better in that movie. Um, and instead, he kind of takes door B into taking this other side yeah, of he couldn't handle. He the wants proof. to become the auteur. He's like, I want to be the face of these movies, not the director no. behind it. You know what else happened in two thousand five? What happened? The South Park Scientology episode. Oh, do we think that that okay. is the breaking point? It was it was at the end of 2005 is what I'm seeing. But, uh, you know, I don't know when when, when in 2005 uh, War of the Worlds came out. But I'm uh, just I'm going to say right now. Also, I guess it's a summer movie. because This is clearly a key guess. year for Tommy. I've, I've mentioned this before on pod. The couch jumping moment on Oprah, even if you like think you remember it. You need to watch the full Rewatch video. Rewatch the video. It's I insane. It's truly it insane. It is unhinged how he was acting He's on that set. I'd never seen it. Watch. I'd never seen it until you showed it to me, and I, I watched. You know, I was watching. I was like, "What the hell this is this?" Is a like? man who's out of his mind. Exactly. Yeah. Well, so the I, thing is, is the year after that, uh, Mission Impossible Three comes out, and it performs very low under expectations, and that movie. I think most people think it's pretty good, but it does have its very passionate detractors. Like Harry, friend of the pod, despises that movie. Well, I that. love that movie. I and don't I care what anybody yeah, because I think Philip it? Seymour Hoffman is incredible. I don't know. You'll have to ask him. I think it's just like it reeks of like uh, George W. Hate, Bush. No, era. well, also he hates. It's very J.J. Abrams. You can feel the J.J. Abrams in that movie. So, <laughs> so if J.J. Abrams is a director who bugs you with his like the way that the camera floats around a lot, it does a lot of that. So um, Tom, Tom struggles after that. I think like mm -hmm. in retrospect, his bit in Tropic Thunder is like a way to, it's a Renaissance. It's, it's like, a way it's to like, a, Oh wow. Right. Maybe he, maybe he's self-aware. I don't know. Right. It's, it's really leaning into that who and he Night is as a day person. Are both trying to be like, look, I'm actually like, I get, I'm in on the, but bit, it's not guys. working. It's not yeah. working. And it doesn't work until he fucking climbs the tallest building on planet Earth with his bare hands in Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol. That's Tom Cruise that literally good one, right? climbing his way back to stardom. It's him physically. Saying, yeah, it's him but saying, I, you know I, what? Maybe I'm a captain. I'm going to, yeah. I'm, you know, from my biased position, I'm going to thoroughly argue that Tropic Thunder did the exact same fucking thing. Well, I know, but step, then it was but a then, step in that direction. But then what happened after that? Just nothing until like like <sighs> until many years later. Yeah. And like, since then, that's where he's been. 
and now here we are at top. 10 I will Mavericks. say, okay, so it's not even as the biggest Tom Cruise fan in the world. It's definitely not easy treading all the way there. Never forget, uh, in twenty thirteen or twenty twelve, we have Rock of Ages and Jack yeah, Reacher. Wasn't he gay? Jack Reacher. I feel Jack like Jack Reacher would... is important because that's where he meets McCory. He does right? meet McCory there. But in twenty thirteen, we have Oblivion, which is where he meets Joseph Kaczynski. Yeah. director of top gun mavericks so there you go there uh edge of tomorrow 2014 which does fucking rule and Moby holds rocks. up super well yeah. um you mentioned rock of ages and now i can't get i, I saw rock of ages in theaters and it was you've seen that movie it was a date okay. man surprised anybody's seen that movie yeah. um All it's right, quick, you and like quick, 12 uh, other people 60 second lights camera jackson rapid review go <laughs> start with a song start with a song <laughs> Uh, something about Def Leppard. I don't know. Probably uh, it was really hair metal. I can't do it. I can't do pour it. Pour some Tom Cruise on me. I, I, Rock of Ages. If I'm being totally honest, his role in Rock of Ages was like a really, really shitty version of his role in Tropic Thunder, where it was like, uh, it was like, hey, look, you know, I'm in on the joke. Like, like we established. Like, mm-hmm. he, I mean, he was playing like a rock star, right? But it was like a caricature of a rock star. Is kind of how it felt. He, yeah, because most of the. He's not a tone poem right. lad. He's right. not going to be in like an indie darling movie. Yeah. Well, the thing is that it's not indie darling, but it, at least he's been trying to make some choices for things and things just haven't really worked out it, for him. Like he he looked like he was having fun in Rock of Ages. I can. Well, that's good, good for him. I'm happy for he's him. He's having a blast. It's really interesting if you look at his 2017, which I know that we we never talked explicitly about this movie, but <laughs> If you look at his 2017, he was in American Made, which is a big swing and a miss. Like it's with Doug Liman. It It has a big like has a good director, good writing crew behind it, good cast. And it was by all accounts, just a fucking miss. And he is in very notably the The key piece of the dark universe, the mummy. The launch of the Dark Universe. The launch of the Dark Universe that was so bad what? that was like, we're going to cancel this Angelina Jolie movie. We're going to cancel this Johnny Depp movie. We're going to cancel this Javier Bardem well, movie. But those are those are two key examples um, of Tom Cruise not being the key creative force in those projects. That's the key difference mm-hmm. is in Mission and now in Top Gun Maverick, he has found key collaborators that let him be him the person yeah the main Tom Cruise guy. is going to pl- be himself like or at least show this version and of that's why he hasn't made a movie identified. with a Spielberg or a PTA and, or a Kubrick or a Kubrick I, I, yeah. it's it's really rough but like I mean honestly when Tom Cruise just kind of lets his ego fly and whoever is like working with him lets him do his thing it's it, the it, best yeah <laughs> it kind of is it's the best really possible version of that so let's let's talk about this movie in particular yes we are introduced to the new movie um it's it opens i think very crucially on the old ass theme song yeah it sounds old as hell the entire opening sequence is almost a full-on recreation of the opening yeah we get opening text in that ancient font and then one of the first sans serifs ever invented yeah i mean and then just taking off and then busting into danger zone the the entire movie was very 80s i think until like the very end um and that was really yeah well even the the high octane like plane stunts no yes yeah. because here's the thing yeah. one i think crucial misstep that this movie totally avoids is making the movie about a generational divide right when all all of the new recruits who were introduced 100%. to in this movie a they're cast to look 
as if they could possibly be like 80s people honestly like glenn powell has a very old school look yeah. to him. all those dudes we love look glenn. like glenn powell uh, very very hot in this guy, yeah dude I, he's I, I had a never hot seen dude him man glenn powell owns glenn powell is the I, best. I mentioned the movie Big set glenn it up uh a while ago where he's a rom-com lead he's very likable in this movie he's unlikable he's sort of a villain hero type thing he's a uh, he's a foil to uh um, yeah Miles he's Tell's a foil. character yeah. he that he's an actor that we need to look out for because i love him I think he's incredible in this movie. Very talented. I think Miles Teller is incredible in this movie. Dude, uh, <laughs> my favorite, big, my big favorite win for Miles Teller. You my know, favorite part one. of this movie was the relationship between Maverick and Rooster. I think that speaking to the legacy sequel of it all, like that is the emotional core of this so, movie. It's mm-hmm. Goose's son. Question number one is, is like a male goose called a rooster? A male goose yeah, is a called male a goose cock? Is a, is yeah, maybe, that maybe, is maybe, his, maybe his call sign is rooster because he's cocky. Geese? He's no, definitely he's not Goose's cocky. Son. Is the That's fucking dumb. Maybe maybe it's a combination. Maybe, maybe he definitely maybe is not cocky. It is because his so goose. he's kind of cocky. A male goose is called a gander, and also a group that's of right. geese is called a gander, which is weird. Interesting. A group of geese is called a fucking bad time. I thought that's called Sorry, a flock. Birds. Is a flock? So I guess they just goals. I guess they just went with Rooster because it sounds like it would be Goose's son. Um, and also it's been long enough since Annie came you out know, that you can use that name. It's again. really, truly rough <laughs> that it's like it's taken me until this podcast for me to like really put that together. That's two birds <laughs> that you yeah. like connected. Some goose kind of avian. Oh, okay, I, I just really is, okay. try to block birds out of my like conscious. Um, mind. Dane, you have a very you have a big bird bias, right? That's yeah, I don't like birds. All know They're all bad. So birds. anyway, like every every single new recruit looks like they could be in an 80s movie that's a very intentional choice there's no scene about like hey get off your smartphone right which i guarantee rocks every single bad version of this movie has that scene in it like that is a scene that you can almost not avoid if you're making a reboot now no this this is a movie that's very focused on the mission yeah that's the what the, the, that's the only yeah, thing it's new, about the, new, the, the only new technology is new military technology exactly yeah, the, the only nothing real, else exists the only real plot to the movie was like here's the mission you're gonna run it if you're not good enough you're not gonna run exactly it, it has a very yeah, very there, straightforward there were plot. there were b plots and totally and, and side things that were going on but i mean the, the straightforward answer of what was happening in the movie was like you're yeah. gonna you're gonna Every fly time, this thing in two and a half minutes you're gonna fucking and, yeah and again missiles. i don't i don't mean to over assign credit but that strikes me as another mccory right. thing where it's like Focus. here's the mission the movie's about the mission which is not I, the case in the original movie in the, the original orig- movie there's it just kind of wanders <laughs> to around to be perfectly honest with you i've seen the original movie probably over 20 times in my life just because that was a very like classic every family has those movies that are just on all the time that they keep on and top gun was one in my household that like i just grew up with top gun and quoting the lines wore that top gun shirt like literally once a week in high school i did have a top gun shirt and i wore it all the time and my sister god bless her heather uh her first dog's name was maverick um so yeah yeah we we stand top gun in the mobley household but um i do love like how simple this is compared to the original one. Cause the original one, it's always funny going back to it. Cause I'm like, Oh yeah, there's like bad guys in this, like that pop up in the third act. They're just, and just, it's kind of random. Who knows? They're just guys that they're, they're all wearing black, except for a red star for whatever company that is probably a stand in for Soviets, but who's really to right. say it was 86, um, wasn't it? It was yeah. 86. Yeah. So it's definitely a stand in for Soviets, but, um, this movie is just very much from the get-go. We're doing this one mission. Every time that you see people in planes, aside from the very first scene, it is training for this mission. Right. Yeah. 
That um, also means that we don't have to meet villains until the very end. We don't have to see them at all until the very end. Honestly, they don't, they don't even get names. They kind cares. of aren't villains. No. The villain the is villain Glenn is, Powell. The, ven- the villain is really kind of John Ham. John Ham is a villain. In so this movie. I okay. The villain is Does time, John, dude. I have a question. Does John Ham need a better agent? Because no. John Ham is now just become the guy who becomes the shitty cop who you hate, who is. Uh, making our lead character like detracting him and taking away from his no, screen time and making just, things he's, harder. He's so just old and distinguished now. And yeah, he, that's and he's the thing got is he, money. he got famous too old to be like a lead. Like he's old. Well, here's the thing is that he tried to frame a guy for planting a bomb in Centennial Park. And I feel oh, like we're forgetting that. You have 30 minutes. Yeah. And he kept trying to get him to say that there's a bomb in Centennial Park. He you should have 30 minutes. He should have gone for the Paul Walter Hauser role in that movie. <laughs> That's the thing. Is John, that, w- would this movie be better if Paul Walter Hauser was in the John Hammer role? I'm say that Paul Walter Hauser would make literally any movie better. That's true. He should have been a pilot. <laughs> and the, <laughs> Paul Walter Hauser was just Goose. Like the just, ghost Paul Walter Hauser's a juggalo. How's that, just, how's that the, make you the feel? The thing about late 40s slash like maybe 50 John Hamm, whatever he is now, is he does look like a suit yeah. villain. And That's he is, his look and we're, this is the type of movie that does central casting based on look alone. Maybe right? we You don't are, cast anyone if they don't look like the role in this movie. He is stealing all of Paul Walter Hauser's lines before he gets a chance to say them. I want a fucking Jamie Talker, man. He's yeah. Yeah, he's so Jamie Taco. Yeah. God. Ugh. It is funny, like, every time that Tom Cruise appears on the stage, John Hamm's just like, I want you to get out of that plane, and I don't want you to ever get back into that plane again. This is my plane. Well, I, I, what I thought was really funny about all of John Hamm's stuff was, like, he comes in and he says something, and then it's just like Tom Cruise does something, and then the entire theater laughed. That was it. That was the it entire is. movie. It was just like, you can't fly below 5,000 5, meters or whatever. And then, you know, you have to put in a request. You know, he's like, yeah, what do you a, have? Here's Slap a request, pussy. Like, <laughs> uh, here's, my, here's my paper request to go below 5,000 yeah. meters. You need to learn something about timing. Real, huh? real um, quick, though. Who um, the the opening chunk of this movie is perfection. That whole sequence with the stealth plane going to Mach 10. Yeah, Mach 10. Ed Harris. I, Everything there is so, so well just seated of what you're going to get in the movie. You get a sense of like the fact that he is not actually an instructor at Top Gun school. uh, He's a maverick, if you will. Yeah. And the the intensity of him wanting to do this flight against the rules of (laughs) not not only not only do the the flight, but like do what do what the flight was supposed to prepare you to do. No, right. So he's, he's yeah, like, he was oh, supposed today's to only nine. supposed to be Mach 9. Well, oh, if this is all going to get sh- shut down, fuck you. I'm doing Mach 10. I don't, yeah. I and don't care. And then he's just like, actually, fuck Mach 10. I'm doing Mach <laughs> 10.5. And um, It's exhilarating. It's, it's such a perfect way rules. to start the movie to have this scene that not only is like this incredible action moment to get your heart going, that heart rate going that is going to keep going throughout the movie, but also establish this character as somebody that is willing, someone who pones to go outside the bounds of the rules. It's also a really good, if you're going to sort of like pick up, not quite where you left off, but he, you have to know he's the same guy, right? This man has literally just been flying planes like at this warehouse like since Top Gun ended. What, yeah, what he's a, got like a, a rug. Hat, man. He he's just got a coffee maker. Yeah, he rides his hog. He like hooks up with chicks. 
but he doesn't wear a helmet. He sure doesn't wear a helmet because he wants you to know I am actually driving my motorcycle at 80 miles per hour, and I want you yeah. to see that. Also, again, just to shout him out, we love to see Ed Harris. We do love to see Ed in Harris. a military role. Dane, so I want to do to you like how you know when like uh, an NBA or an NFL crew is like on TV and they're like, and we want to show it, uh, throw it to the official here, our like retired ref to explain this to us. Can you explain what Mach 10 is? Because I've always heard that in movies. <laughs> And that means uh, nothing to me. I'm like, what is that, like 50 miles per hour? I don't sure, know, man. I'm pretty um, sure it's 10 times the sound barrier. 10 times the so, sound barrier. So if barrier. you're breaking the sound barrier, that's Mach 1, right? I think that's right. I got a fucking laptop that's in amazing. front of me. So you, you are a resident uh, smart guy. Um, um, I also 10, want to 10 times the speed of sound. I was right. I was wow. right. Oh, so it's 10, times, uh, 10 times the speed of sound. The speed of sound is Mach 1. Incredible. Wow. Okay. Thanks, Dan. Why didn't they ever so all, all, all of that math I was doing at the very end? That was all bullshit because I had, I had been shout out to you for doing movie. math in a movie theater. Something I've never done in my like, entire oh, life. Oh, you're going to weigh about 2000 pounds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let me, let me make sure that math you're is like, right. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. I guess if you're, let me, let me round the numbers. <laughs> um, actually, Hey man, we round up for uh, gravity yeah. and, uh, in this household guy who only follows Neil deGrasse Tyson on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I actually only follow him for his relationship that he has with women. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> anyways, shout out to Neil deGrasse Tyson. Do some Googling at home if you haven't. Um, so one recurring uh, theme that really interested me about this movie is there are characters who seem like they should have been in the first one based on like how familiar we're supposed to be with them, even though they're not. Is which, Ed Harris one of them? Um, he's definitely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, on top of that, though, Hondo is played that's like oh, yeah, I, I, hondo I, I, rules I, well, I love that guy a fascinating thing about this spiritually guy. he he's carrying the spirit of the original like that is the guy who like was there he was around he he absorbed it yeah he was seems like the a guy he just, i mean like, he's, a, he's a he's a space pirate man so he's the actor's really cool. name is bashir salahuddin this guy is fascinating especially to be cast in a movie like this i know him i was shocked to see him he wrote for Jimmy Fallon when I was a kid. Oh, he wrote, oh wow. Like in the first, the first two seasons of it, he would show up in different like uh, sketches they would do that he wrote, obviously, where he would play like a guy with a foot fetish. or Like it was just like that's how I knew him before this. So do you know why he's not a spiritual successor to the original Top Gun is because in the original Top Gun, there's one black character. <laughs> that's wait, wait, it was the 80s. And it was a they different did time. need to diverse. There's one black character, which guys... Um, if you ever uh, at home are rewatching Top Gun before going in and seeing Top Gun Maverick, notice the guy whose name is Sundown who steps in once Goose dies. He's the guy who steps in and rides with Tom Cruise once Goose is dead. And also the guy who, whenever they're doing the you've lost that loving feeling, uh, <laughs> after Tom Cruise sings the second verse, he grabs the mic. When Tom Cruise sings the first verse and sings the chorus, Sundown grabs the mic and then starts singing the second verse and just the camera pans away from it and you can slowly hear his singing get mixed out Aww. in the background vocals. Not a great look. It kind of rules, but also bad look for our guy Sundown. So I wanted to <laughs> say one more quick thing about the Ed Harris character because that whole scene, that whole back and forth that they have with each other um, is A, uh, very indicative of of the the thesis of the film and the whole idea of Maverick, AKA Tom Cruise being a force fighting against an opposing force. He's fighting the man right from the inside. Exactly. And he's a Maverick. It has whoa, great 
fucking quotes, which there are not as many great one-liners in this movie as in the original, but there were there were a lot in this in sure. this scene. There's a perfect one where uh, the rear admiral is who Ed Harris is playing, says the end is inevitable, Maverick. Your kind is headed for extinction. And Maverick says, maybe so, sir, but not today. But not today. Let's fucking go, baby. Let's fucking go, dude. Let's go, baby. I was ready to go at that. A minute ten. I was ready to oh, I was up and during go. during that whole sequence of him like reaching Mach 10. I was just sitting there like this, <laughs> like fucking I was just handful just eating a large popcorn, which I didn't eat because my tummy started hurting. But yeah, it, happened. Um, it, it um it was it also I thought that that might be a recurring thing. Like I thought that when they encounter once they finally encounter enemies, like they might be drones, because that's a very interesting concept. Like Technically, they're you, not in the Middle East, Drew. There's no drones in the snow. Come on. Whoa. Okay. Yeah. Oh, Zelensky might have something to say about that. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. The ghost of Kiev. Wait, might. Yeah, I, I, that <laughs> that would have been an interesting way to like take the take the movie though. What like, if they, like, they edit it and they're like, like we're attacking and they're Vladimir like, Putin? Um, they like get digital dub just, over who the enemy that was, is. That was an interesting thread that kind of got opened up, but then never closed you know but still yeah. it was but just it's the spirit it, it, of like you are no not not long for this world it's one of the right. only mentions in, uh, of modernity in, in, the in, uh, in 30 years when we've got unmanned uh, uh fighter jets then then we can make a uh, top gun uh rooster yeah. yeah where he's like yeah he's like He's the old grizzled one, and he's yeah. like thirty three. Oh, well, like, he's like these, <laughs> like the, these that, drones can't do anything. I'm, don't I've tell got, me I've that, got that the, means Maverick is playing the Val Kilmer role. He's gonna, he's, he's <laughs> gonna, he's gonna be like all these drones do is think. All I do is do, and that, that's gonna be uh, Top Gun. Rooster. That's so good. Dude, so that's a tagline. So Ed Harris calls him back to the Top Gun school, the Naval Academy. Um, Ed Harris doesn't call him back. Well, yes, he he relays the orders. Ed, Ed from Harris Iceman. reluctantly relays the orders, and uh, then we get the sequence of introducing um, the new recruits at the pool hall, yeah. which, which I loved. We, it was great. We mm-hmm. all we all liked that. That that owns. Yeah, the, I the was pool laughing hall really is hard fun. the first time I saw Miles Teller, you know, and I yeah. think it's just because. Really... Seeing Miles Teller with literally the exact same mustache that Goose had just yeah. it made me laugh, and it is something that's very obvious. It's what? Using that to telegraph, like, guess what? That's his son. Do you remember Top Gun? That's that's. It's the also. Son of I was Goose. just saying before the pod. Um, it's also a central casting thing. Miles Teller is goofy, fucking looking, just like <laughs> Goose was. Like he, there are only so many actors that have an amount of fame and clout that are also goofy looking and like are capable of playing leads. I He's do, one of them. He has. Yeah. He has the weird overbite. He has a weird long face. <laughs> that like, is like weirdly. I I think it's because Anthony Edwards. Um, who is the guy who played Goose? Yeah. Kind of didn't go on to do very much. He was in Zodiac. He was in ER. Yeah, because he Revenge looks like that, A couple of guys. Right? That's how like, acting works, you know. Yeah, especially well. in the eighties, if you weren't attractive enough to be a leading man or charismatic enough to be a sidekick, then you kind of just got relegated to TV or nothing. Um, and I think that in the original Top Gun, he's so good. Like he is, yeah, he's a great so actor. So fucking good in the original Top he's Gun. He's another like, ER guy. Him and Clooney and Denzel, all right. ER guys. It, well, it's that's it's crazy. A, it's a perfect it's, foil to Cruise in that movie because Cruise is the hot-headed pilot that wants to be the best. He wants to be the fastest. Yeah, and Goose is like, "Yo, I got a kid. 
maybe flying's not the only thing in life that we should worry about. Yeah, and that guy has to die. Yeah. Yeah, I was surprised <laughs> at uh I, I was fully expecting somebody to die. Can, can I, is that a spoiler? Can I not say I, that? I it think is. that this movie go almost arguably goes out of its way to telegraph Maverick dying. It, like yeah, way out absolutely. of its way. And uh well, wait, wait, wait. Do we want to get into spoilers now? Well, I mean, this is not a spoilery S- somebody, movie. Somebody somebody does die in Top Gun Maverick. So, so I didn't spoil anything. The the Jokes on you. If 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 you if you're watching or listening to this and you haven't seen the movie, go see. Let it. Let me it's tell amazing. you, I I don't know if this movie is spoilerable though because right. I think that that's not really the fun in the movie. Is yeah. like the spoil. I think you, 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 the, you go the, see this movie because it's one of the best action movies that I've right. seen I, in the last. No, the only you guys that, always say that, but it's like if I was watching those scenes, I'd rather not know what. I, happens. I think the only thing that you could really spoil is how they do what they're going to do. You know they're going to do. Okay, what then maybe we do. should. Maybe we'll. we'll okay. Let's, okay. Let's, we'll do it. The whole time I was watching, I was like, "Who's going to die? Who's going to die?" You know, especially because Goose does die in the original exactly and, yeah. and, he, and he dies again in the sequel um spoiler <laughs> for 1980s okay he so does we'll... die again in this movie here we do see a flashback to goose hitting his fucking head <laughs> on right. the, the we'll, fucking... we'll hold off for an, for a minute but just real quick any other spoiler free thoughts before we get into uh, that i got a lot of thoughts about miles I, so <laughs> i want to know because i mean kind of the easiest point of reference for this is the mission impossible movies which i know it's almost weird yeah. comparing like a franchise to stunt this, heavy but where do you and i'll refer to you guys because i know dane you have not seen the mission impossible movies <laughs> but where would you guys put maverick versus like some of the mission impossible movies and pretty much like what tom cruise has done in the 21st century well we just saw this movie today but my gut it's feeling fresh. is to put it like number two or number three. I'm right like, behind I'm, Fallout. Yeah, I'm like Fallout is such a uh, high on this movie. I will say Fallout has aged to the point where now I'm just like, is this movie as good as Mad Max Fury Road to me? Is this just the best? This this movie rises above almost all, pretty much all the mission movies in how it deals with actually telling a real story about mm-hmm. a real person 100%. and a real character. Mm-hmm. Um. I think Mission does a better job at like giving you things you've never seen before in an action movie. Um, but so does this movie in a way. This, I, this movie, like the, I the cannot, jet, the jet. I flying. cannot wait to own this movie on Blu-ray because I want them to have three hours of special features just so I can see how the fuck they mounted an IMAX camera to a jet plane. Like, they're, like they're, that's insane to me what they did. There this are movie. moments in this movie where. There, there's a sequence where they have to fly almost like a vertical, like a ninety degree yeah. vertical. Yeah, that's that's where they hit the what the, the nine point. That's whatever, they hit uh, the ten G's. They hit and ten G's going just straight you up. You see their faces like melting with the gravity with the G force, and I felt it. You feel it in the theater. It's incredible. Your felt heart's it, just pounding. Felt it in my prostate, dude. Yeah. I man. <laughs> The oh. mission movies don't have that. I haven't seen a single sequence in those movies that make you feel like you're in a jet plane fucking feeling the full G-force hitting you in the movie theater. It's um, incredible. It is. It also, I don't know. There, there are so many similarities because we're dealing with Cruz and McQuarrie at the same time. But then there also are differences. 
Um, one of which I think is the fact that this movie has to be simpler than those movies because the mission impossible movies rely on a lot of like silly convoluted plot stuff, which is like, that's not a bug. It's a feature of those movies. No, it is. They literally deal with like the stupidest technology you've ever heard of. No. Well, for people, they literally come up with the set pieces and then they write a plot around the set. Well, and also oh, just, yeah, they're which, shooting and they don't know. They what don't the know. Final no, product. They're is. just like, Tom Cruise is like, I have this idea of this like jump that I want to do. And t- Christopher McQuarrie is like, Okay. Cool. Yeah. No, we'll figure that well, into the plot. And also, like, just, they do that. Just about how so many scenes are are discussions around silly technology, like like the masks that go on in those right. movies. That's just the, the MacGuffins. Yeah, it's nonsense. Yeah. Um, and this movie has to stick closer to reality. Like, right. we, uh, like one of my favorite things about this movie, uh, in t- movies like this, the way that I know that they've succeeded, if it's a movie about a very specific type of job or person. Um, because this is a world that we're not usually in. Even in movies, there are many movies about like military fighter pilots. What are you talking? Okay, sorry. Jesus go ahead. Christ. Go ahead. Um, what is it constitute? Are you many? just only watching? Name, uh, name Captain Marvel is like the biggest piece of Air Force propaganda yeah. I've ever seen in but my entire they, life. There is not a single shot in that movie that is actual real flying. And I'm talking about okay. movies about fair, fighter fair. pilots. Yes. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Uh, uh, maybe you should watch, uh, For All Mankind. Top Gun 1. Because that's got me, like, real... <laughs> For All Mankind's got me, like, real hard. Yeah, God, dude, it's crazy right how they brought oh, an yeah! Apple crew to... Woo! It's crazy how they brought an Apple crew to the moon to shoot all of that. So, it's insane. the way I know that these movies have succeeded, um, it, what, whatever they're about, whatever very specific profession, is if I feel way overqualified to like know what I'm talking about while watching it. And there is a moment in this movie where I knew that the movie worked fully for me. It's it's later in the movie when an enemy plane makes an evasive maneuver. Um, you know, you probably know I what I'm talking know about. Exactly it's just what you're talking about. But I was watching it and I was like, oh no, we've never seen anything like that before. Yeah. They have new tech, they have new tech. We gotta, we gotta <laughs> figure something out here. And I was like, oh yeah, this movie works. Like that, that means that it it did it. Like, because that you know, those are the exact words that were said immediately after I thought them. Um, like it takes you in just enough, like a movie that takes you in too much. I would say is rounders where they, they say so much lingo that you're almost just like, okay guys, funny you say that a Doug Lyman movie. Yep. Uh, which is a, who he previously worked with. Yeah. No, it's, it's but that that's hate. a movie that is so into giving you lingo that it kind of forgets to bring you along. Sometimes this movie brings you along just enough where you're like, yeah, no, if they're up in the air, I know I'm not going right, to understand right. what they're talking about sometimes because they're up in the air flying planes. Sorry, yeah, I mix up rounders and swingers. I just want to clarify. Rounders and swingers. Two very different Two very different movies. Yeah, um, just very slick. You think I was talking about like the... I thought you were talking about just like you just being like What job boy. movie is swinger? I don't know. You agreed with it immediately. Yeah, Doug so Lyman. Yeah. just completely cut all... Yeah, because we all out. know what Doug um, Lyman films feel yeah, it's like. Yeah, a Doug Lyman joint. Um... He also directed this movie. So, but, but yeah, it, this that. movie brings you in in a very like expert way, script wise. Like yeah. it, it brings you in just enough. Um, it, 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 it doesn't like like scoot around using like like a professional like lingo that they would use. Yeah. And, and call signs. It's and, not trying to not. It's also not trying it, to too hard. It's not. It's not treating you like you're an idiot. And yeah. it's not treating you it like you're an expert. It's like just it's enough. You it explains right. just enough that they're using phrases that you don't know, but you can imply what they're and getting for, at. That's what and, you're and, looking and for. And regardless of what the story actually is, just on a visceral 
just, you know, kind of almost an animalistic base level. Yeah. Like you just like, want to cheer. If you just sit down in the movie theater and watch this movie without having any idea of what's going on. You're going to feel something well, during he, the last like third of this movie. Here's the you thing. are in for a fucking ride. So I wanted to get at this point and I'm glad that we got here pre spoilers because this is the best summer blockbuster movie that I have seen since mission impossible fallout. And I think it's that's that I think level. that's kind of yeah. a point because it's this isn't tied to like where you have to see a Marvel movie. And before you see that Marvel movie, you actually have to see these other 17 Marvel movies. And it would also help if you like actually also watch these like four Marvel series. And then, well, if not that, then you should probably check out this like Star Wars show. And like you before that, you shouldn't just the Lady and the Tramp live action version don't, of this thing. Gravity and I, Falls, where they I don't make that like one reference. Also, that's the, the comic book run from 2005 to 2007. That's, so that's the that's the <laughs> fucking point that I'm getting at here is that this is a true summer fucking blockbuster. And that's why I want everybody in the world to go see this goddamn movie because it's a original movie I'm using with heavy air quotes because it's not really an original movie because it's based on pre-existing IP. But this is a movie that like isn't fucking tied to the Disney, Marvel, Star Wars mega machine that we've been fucking sucked into that's like, oh, this is based on like batman but like actually he's coming through a portal and it turns out that like your favorite other 17 heroes are also coming out through this thing well and you missed the post credit just... scene of opening the maverick verse and then the post post credit scene where they all jerk each other off forever it, where it's amusement. just it's just it's volleyball but it's just val kilmer batting it's, the ball to himself uh, and Tom Cruise just just yanking it <laughs> um no, but you're, you're right. This this movie is fully the purest form of what you expect. It is from a, a summer, summer blockbuster. Yeah. And that's yeah. like I really miss movies like this, like where it's like it's a summer blockbuster. It's not just tied to just a thousand other pieces of bullshit. Like we're watching this movie. What's funny is like this movie is going to be a big success and that's great. And then in 50 million dollar opening weekend. Here's the thing is that in two weeks, Jurassic World Dominion is coming out and that movie is going to make 300 million dollars opening weekend is because it? it's like, oh, my God, it's Laura Dern. And oh, my God, it's Sam Neill. We have to keep clapping for our friends. They're returning to us. And I just like what I if don't this movie care. makes more money than Doctor Strange? Yo, I, uh, I will lose I, my mind. I think it might. That's, I think it has a good shot. Definitely possible. I will be so happy if if, if this movie opens. Let at me tell you, I will ascend my body and I will learn. I will go to flight and school. Word of mouth is better on this than Doctor Strange. Oh, hundred I mean, percent. Word Absolutely. of mouth is fucking incredible for this movie because it rules. It's so good. The thing is, Doctor Strange actually has the powers to like defeat anyone in this movie. If you think about it, dude, what if Dr. Strange just like opened up a portal and then mm-hmm. jet, he don't go through it anymore. Um, another, he uh, actually don't drop by. I, I have another few like non-spoiler thoughts just to get to, like, if we want to pick nits, there are plenty that you can because sure. The, yeah. This it's movie's the, like a romantic. Yeah. The movie's sub-plot. like a cornball fest. Well, yeah, there's the romantic ahead of that, even though j- just little things, um, there t- just tons of like silly movie lines, whether or not you like them, they're in there. They're in there for a reason because this is like a silly, like, movie 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 <laughs> like movie 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 you know what i mean mm-hmm. uh it is aware that it has all these dumbass lines in it um however it doesn't always work for example every single time that someone calls maverick mav 
it mad. sounds so wrong coming out of their mouth. No one is hey, able mad. to act that line in this movie. Every time you hear Mav, you're like, they're like, I don't know, Mav. I don't know. If, and then you're like, oh, oh, oh. like it doesn't work on a visceral level. Um, another thing that doesn't work in that same vein is like in critical moments of this movie, which a lot of it is spoilery, but later on in this movie, the lines don't dumb down when characters would be speaking like in very base survival language. Like they're they, when characters are trying to live, they're still saying very pithy things. And that nine o'clock, nine o'clock, smoke nine, smoke nine. Not even no, not not even that. It's like it would be like when when Miles Teller and Tom Cruise are really in it, in the thick of it. And Miles Teller, instead of calling a plane an old plane, he'll call it like a museum piece. And it's like, brother, you are about to die. Yeah, nobody is you are thinking not calling that, it that. Nobody's like, just like, I really need to have a something. Uh, What's mean, up with this bag of bones, like, Maverick? I don't want to spoil he's, he's, that he's telling sequence. telling what to because... do, and he's, he's using pretty technical lingo, but technical lingo, lingo that you can like understand. Like, I'm going <sighs> to flip the switches, and I'll direct you. That's and... all fine, but thing, just like, using that's... flowery, like, metaphorical language, like, museum piece, that's not like fighter pilot language. That's just like, mm, that's something a writer would write, man. Here's the oh. thing. We are teetering on spoil for the exact sequence that you're talking about that didn't bother me because that's my favorite sequence in the entire oh it movie. rocks overall um, it's and just like, i just that's why i'm just like moments, would i rather thinking way too like writer so military uses dumb bullshit like that. i will also they, they say would say like it's a museum piece i also don't mind that because like would i rather see something that's like maybe very slightly overwritten versus something that's poorly written no uh so i'd rather somebody say a museum piece than be like Look ahead. What's that? Like that. Then I would rather have the other side of that than. That's totally fair. It's just if I'm in the thick of it, I'm not going to be saying uh, metaphors. I don't know. I'd be like, this piece really reminds me. If you guys seen like Better Call Saul season three, episode seven, like this guy actually reminds me of like that thing that Gus was driving through. and um, Whatever. <laughs> the The romance is dumb in this movie. That's fine. It's, it's the worst part of the movie. Well, uh, I, I thought it, I thought the romance I, was like like I was like oh it's it's you know it's there and then you and, gotta and get then, butts and seats. Come, come to learn that it's like oh none of this was included. She in wasn't the even original. in the first. Yeah, that's shocking. That's, I, I was there's so there, many I was like, characters in this where it's like wow you're not I, in the first. I was, one. I was, the I was sitting there. I was like oh the the daughter oh she's like like thirteen fourteen okay so she wasn't there so I'm being filled in on like her life and where she came from. And then it was it was one of you two that was like, oh, yeah, she's she not wasn't, the Carrie McGillis character. Yeah. And I was like, wait, what? She um, wasn't there the whole time? There's there's not an actual history that anybody's seen. It's just explained. And, uh, you know, it, it was weak, I think, because it was not shown. It was explained. But uh, it didn't really take like a whole lot. Of it's way. just it, it's it's a nitpick. So it's a thing you have to put in the movie just because it's a movie. It's so it's butts and seats. And it's a movie, movie, movie. Right. Um, it's however, a movie for all. Yeah, so you do have to have a romance in there. You're not going to put in Kelly McGillis because she's old. And God forbid a woman look old. Uh, and Tom Cruise is also old, I will say. Yeah, but that man will never have a gray hair on his head yeah. right, is the difference. I love how his hair is like more like dark and put together than it was in 1986. Yeah, it's, it's like she, it's she looks like a, a normal 60-year-old-ish woman. Yes, um, absolutely. I'll say it. I think that uh, Jennifer Connelly is a better actress than uh, Carrie McGillis, or at least 
I think that Jennifer Connelly and Tom Cruise have more chemistry than Carrie McGillis. It's and not Tom really Cruise her do. fault. And I think that's it's Tom's fault. Tom, Tom Cruise has well, the best chemistry with Tom Cruise. Here's the, Tom that's is, exactly Tom right. Is not a that human is the man. thing. Tom Cruise has chemistry with no woman ever. He has I think chemistry that, with his job. I don't blame. I do not blame his like female counterparts in any movie that he's in because it's if there's one common denominator in any romance not working in a Tom Cruise movie, it's, it's Tom like, Cruise. well, it's kind of figure if we line everything up here, if it's a consistent thing, it's almost like Tom Cruise is the problem here. Um, no, no real fine. life parallel there. But I will say Carrie McGillis oftentimes feels like she is feeding lines to the camera. It almost feels more like feeding lines. And there's some great lines that she does deliver in the first Top Gun movie. But Jennifer Connelly and Tom Cruise feel like they're having a conversation more in Top Gun Maverick. And I feel like almost more of the problem is that every time that they're in a fighter jet, it's like the most invigorating shit that you you've ever seen in your life. So whenever they yeah. go to Jennifer Connelly, it's not even so much that she is really bad in this movie or they don't it's have chemistry. See, it's, it's just, just that see the other stuff. It's just that everything in the fighter jet is so good. You're like, can we just have a two hour, just like flight test video of just them just yeah, but also around Tom, together? Tom like, Cruise was so much more believable as a romantic sexual being in the original well, Top Gun. Yeah, God, when he's like 24. Right. Than in this movie. In this movie, I do not buy this person as a real human man at all. I This is a force of nature. He is a, a cinematic presence. He is not a man that can love yeah he's not a guy romantic. who's like trying to vibe with his ex <laughs> not at all i don't buy that at all he's not a person right i want him to he's be a, a a energetic lightning bolt that flies airplanes better than anybody ever has in front of a camera and he does yeah. do that and anytime <laughs> he's trying to be like a guy with a woman it's like dude this is not who you are you're not a person yeah, you're not you a, are human, not a human being. You are a robot person. And it, it's no fault to her. And there are a couple moments here and there where she does improve the vibe of the of the scene. Yeah, there are there are plenty of moments that are fine. It's just and the thing is, it's also Hunter, what on earth? He's tripping over the whole Jesus what is Christ nightmare. Oh my god. He just knocked a curtain over. over. Oh my god. Well, no one noticed that he left, that's for sure. Yeah. We should probably get to spoilers soon. You know, we, we should. Well, uh, another thing about this romance, really quick though, it's just she she the movie you know the movie is smartly written because her character serves a purpose other than the romance, which is owning the bar that like all the shit goes down and where like he meets them before actually meeting them, all these young fighter pilots. It's the hang bar. It's, right. it's, it's the outpost. It's assumingly right. the same bar as the one in the first movie. Is it's it? the same bar from the TV show for all mankind on Apple TV. Yeah. Plus. Okay. It's, a, it's on the moon. spaghetti. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, she had like, it makes sense for her character to be in the movie as like the barkeep. And then, you know, he, even if you didn't know whether or not she was in the first one, like, you know, when, when he's like, Hey, it's you, it's like, well, yeah, no, he's, he's top gun too. The top guns still go here. Yeah. Like, it's all logical and it's all like plot driven. It's just too much is given to that. And the thing is not even very much is given to that. I really wanted 
let's spend like a quick tight like 15 20 minutes though on the bell ringing policy at this bar <laughs> a when tight it, 15 20 minutes and this might be the, maybe the biggest spoiler in the movie but whenever she has a big bell she well there's a sign hey, at the bar that says if you disrespect, disrespect a lady disrespect women the navy the navy or, or put, your, put phone, your phone down that was, on this that was bar, some boomer shit put the phone down on i know the bar. you have to buy a round Wait, for okay everyone. so let's let's break this up a little bit okay so if you disrespect the the oh. bartender, the woman. Uh, no, no, just just any woman. That's the first one. That's okay. the first. That one. That one's fair. That one's that that checks I think out. That's that's a okay. It's very fair grounds for most people to be on the same page about what constitutes disrespecting a woman. All right. Well, you would think that, but then she rings it on him for what? Okay. Well, let's well let's the keep phone. Going. Let's keep going. The so what's the second thing? Disrespecting the navy. Dis- disrespecting the navy. Okay, so that so could someone, be a lot broader. How, also, how many people are going into this very navy, navy bar, bar and saying, "You know what? Fuck, Fuck the navy. navy. It's and me. I never third, happened." And then so so okay so A is disrespect a woman. B is disrespect the navy. C is put, put the your phone, phone on the bar. So so anybody that uh, honestly places honestly their he f- might have put his phone on the bar. I'm not. No, he I'm did. Not, That's I, why she. I'm not a hundred percent sure. Is. That no. <laughs> he looks down. And he's like, oh great. I, so but, but because like sometimes you're using, just holding it and you put it down. This is not using the phone. No, this it's is the just opposite of using your phone. phone. It's putting it down. It's engaging with people. <laughs> like what the fuck? You can't get it out in this fucking joint. If you haven't seen Top Gun Maverick, I was just trying to go see. I was trying to not unplug everything that was happening. Ideal summer blockbuster no matter what background of life you come mm-hmm. from this is yeah the movie let's for say you. your family was i don't know killed by the navy watch this movie <laughs> you're gonna love it let's say that you were a victim of like drone strikes that's the air um, force that's the air force guess oh what? so navy. we're good so navy is no yeah navy. also navy guess is what okay. if they got killed by drones they didn't get killed by top gun <laughs> exactly. that's for goddamn that's sure. yeah the drones are the bad guys of this movie yeah top so, gun you know, would have killed okay, them way more wait, efficiently another thing that i just want to say real quick Thank God this movie didn't become an anti-drone movie. I really thought the way that it's set up is just like no, we need we can real just people do killing these unmanned. <laughs> we could just do unmanned planes to do your job, and I really thought that that was going to be the point of this movie. And that's it was actually about to be like, great it's about, point. It's about it would have Oh boy! Also, because that's if it dude, was like we need, actually need human beings to do these murders. So Thank so you many very much. So many movies uh, have come out lately that have just tried to like sneak in like anti-drone court. Like the worst example. Of this I'm thinking of is uh, Spider-Man: Far From Home, where they're just oh, like, we want to make Mysterio yeah. actually that he is, has a bunch of drones. That was that dumb he's as flying hell. around. That's oh. so fucking this stupid. A, this isn't a Spider-Man pod, and I'm gonna have to ask Triggered. you maybe not disrespect Mysterio in front of me. Wow. Uh, no, I love Mysterio. I love Jake Gyllenhaal, and that was a stupid fucking Stop take on Mysterio. Actually, that's it. my call sign. Mysterio? Is Mysterio? <laughs> Uh, I think that's Jake Gyllenhaal's call sign. Or is it alcoholism? Who's to say? We love you, Jakey. His is Taylor Swift gaslighter. Yeah. We're coming for your ass, Jake. Yeah, scarf 10 minutes. We care about your personal life Jake, you're welcome on this pod anytime. I want to talk to you about... uh, Embrace debate. I want to talk to you about ambulance and Prince of Persia and those two things exclusively. Yeah. Um, And definitely not Donnie Darko. And we will not ask a single Donnie Darko Definitely not. We already talked to Jenna Malone about that. Hunter was perfectly normal (laughs) that whole time. Yeah, it was definitely like very cool and respectful. He definitely wasn't nutting his little jeans. 
jeans that whole I was not doing that. If anything, I would nut talking to Jake Gyllenhaal. How could you say um, such a thing about friend of the pod, Jenna Malone, and her fair. experience on this show? She had a great time. Honestly, Jenna was great, and you guys should all go see um, Lorelai. You have to think about that. No, I'm just saying you should. I, no, I was trying to think if Lorelai is available for people to fucking see at this point. That's a great point. Um, yeah. that's, I was just trying to say, should I plug this movie that may or may not <laughs> okay. be available to the public at this point? We're going to get into spoilers for Top Gun Maverick. So please go see the movie if you haven't already. It is exhilarating. It is a thrill ride. Anybody that tells you that you should go to the movies to see Marvel movies to get a theme park ride experience is full of <laughs> shit because this is what the movies are made for. God, this is what it. Vin Diesel wanted. I, when I felt, he said the movies, this is what he was talking about. I, I felt this movie way more in my butt than I felt any roller coaster in my butt. What's fucked up is that this is definitely not the movie that Nicole Kidman was watching. <laughs> yeah. During Heartbreak her. feels good. Here. What do we think yeah. that she was watching? I don't know, but it's, Hella was not her first husband. Um, uh, all right. So spoilers for Top Gun Maverick right now. The whole ending sequence blew my well, mind. Absolutely so before we nuts. get there, Again, we were talking about the simplicity of this movie. And one of the things that's genius about this movie is like the whole thing is that we have this Top Gun setup. We bring all these characters together. We know the and route. And we're doing one route. We know like, the goddamn route, guys. We're like, reaching a they're point. They're flying low as hell. They have to go up into the crater, down, and it's scary and low. It reaches then, a point. The thing is, I really loved how like you could almost tell, and maybe it's just good acting on Glenn Powell and on Miles Teller faces, where like, it felt like non. It felt like muscle memory at a certain point, where it just were like we move here, we move there, we move there. Like it was very much just. It felt muscle memory, which is what it would be if you're spending three weeks doing the exact same route over and over and over and over again. Uh, two that's weeks. That's how it's going to be. Since feel. we're in the spoiler section, two weeks. And what? Well, well, two what's, weeks. Also, what's cool as hell is they they spent all this time doing it, and like they weren't great at it even when they had to do the mission. I, I yeah, because it's weren't. almost like if you only have two weeks to do well, something, yeah, and no, you're no, not going to be the point. best. And guess what, honey? Like, yeah, you ain't Maverick. They, they spent so much time like drilling into their heads. It's like, yeah, you think you're hot shit? No, no Maverick is goddamn 60, and he's doing it in two minutes, 15 yeah, seconds, right. bitch. And and the movie does a good job of, like I mentioned earlier, starting on that big high of the stealth plane sequence and then kind of keeping you going with this sort of training uh, section yeah, kind of second get, act you get some laughs you get some fish yeah, out of water he's you, like you i don't get, know get, what i'm not a teacher you, you get some oiled up dudes and and a couple of women <laughs> playing very bummed, very bummed out yeah, by those I'm, women I'm, I'm, I'm pretty upset uh, you did that, want it to be more homoerotic yeah the, sure. the, the, the i'm uh, upset because phoenix who is played by monica barbaro her lines are all uh she's she's whatever. Fun. I like her in the movie. I know it's just that character is like a Cecily Strong character on SNL. That's no, like, it's, no, not not, she, not 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 good enough to be a Cecily whenever Strong. Whenever she fuck you. That's, that's fair enough. That's yeah, wrong. Because whenever Cecily is playing like a throwaway lady cop, those are her lines. <laughs> her lines are just like, hold on, you can't do that. But she plays a throwaway lady cop better than Cecily is a goddess. Yeah. <laughs> she should have been then. Okay. <laughs> I'm not trying to say that I uh appreciated any of the tertiary characters on top gun the original top gun more than this movie um but at least in that movie they made you understand who sat in what seat 
in relation to Bro, Bob is in the back. What else do you want to yeah. know? I, I, I want so much. No, Bob, Bob is in the back. No, the, Bob's the, always uh, in the back. Listen, in the first in the first movie in the original movie, they show you in the same shot both people in the cockpit together, two people in one shot. Mm. In this movie, they don't. So you're made to guess if you're not paying attention who is paired up in the cockpit which is that's weird because once they're in the f4 maybe it's an f8 no it's, i'm not f18s at the beginning and an i know i don't want to give end. it the credit though of like oh maybe f18s Gosh. you can't do that shot but and once they're in the f14 later on like they do that you shot with Cruz and uh Oh, maybe it, maybe do. it is almost a thing of like it's more narrow in the F. I don't know. Maybe maybe Bob just looks ugly from things. like a an, a straight ahead view. But no, but during during <laughs> how the, would you possibly say that? Why would you? Why would you say something during that the final sequence when they're actually doing the mission? I felt myself having to like pay extra close attention to be like, okay, rookie and uh, oh my god, I'm forgetting the other guy's name. So Bob and Phoenix are together, and then um, oh, I'm forgetting the other two guys' names. The two guys that are flying with Rooster are together in one plane, and because they weren't fanboy, yeah, yeah, fanboy, fanboy um, yeah. it took me extra brain power to think like, okay, they are definitely not in separate planes. They are both together in the same plane, um, and you know, it was it was a while to catch up to that, but. In the in the training uh, section of the movie, I felt like that section did a better job at conveying that geography of like these people are paired together in the same cockpit. That's fair. So I do almost wonder if part of that is like you don't see the like co-pilot in the backseat uh, as opposed to the front pilot in the entire third act is because notably they switched to IMAX camera for the entire fucking third act of this movie. It's glorious. It's beautiful in theaters. It looks fucking incredible. But I do almost wonder if that is the reason for what you're saying, where you're like, you have to mentally put which actor in which spot is because physically with the way that IMAX cameras work, you can't capture both of them while getting this big ass fucking camera in on, focus. Yeah. on in focus on a jet plane because right. that's already a miracle in itself that that was a thing can, that they were you able can see to the do. Full background of of what they're flying over. That's Wild. insane. Like, I feel like I know we're gonna. I feel like Joseph Kaczynski is kind of going to get dismissed in all of this i know i mean i'm already doing it i'm sorry like we well the thing is that it's easy to do just looking at the tom cruise of it all i'm the macquarie the macquarie of it all the miles teller at the end of the day joseph (laughs) kaczynski is the one who's still directing this and this is fucking directed expertly like i don't know we have to kind of assume that since his name is on the directing bill that he is the one who's making a lot of these decisions and if he is Goddamn, shout out to you, because I don't know how he got some of the shots that are in this movie. There, well, there are a good amount that are definitely not 100% practical. Like, there's plenty of what you would call CG in this. It's just not CG that, like, creates a monster. It's right. CG that makes it so a plane can fly, like, one foot above the ground through, it's, like, a valley. It, 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 well, it's, it's, it's CG it's that CG lets a jet fly between two jets while the Who plays in the background. The amount of time... <laughs> CG the shit that Tom Cruise was doing again. to these young pilots while he was training them... 
he was putting their lives in danger so much just, yeah. just by being uh, not only their lives but millions of dollars of military oh, equipment yeah, tens if not hundreds of millions <laughs> i thought of that dollars. that was like the funniest thing to me was it's like you know fuck you for not caring about their lives but fuck you more for not caring about the military that's that's money. a yeah. good thing yeah. ham is such Love like that. an 80s villain in this where he's like uh what do you mean they have to live well even the the opening sequence the ed harris stealth plane sequence is like he exploded an experimental stealth plane yeah in the sky like yeah. that is like hundreds of millions of dollars just poof <laughs> yeah. he's one of our top guys though <laughs> he is yeah and Iceman likes him right Iceman does okay, like him so, so that's fine and Iceman who was not necessarily known as like a brainiac in the first movie <laughs> yeah. is now like a an admiral and actually like a mega genius good opportunity to talk about Val Kilmer um so I had heard through the grapevine that a necessary movie to watch before this movie was the documentary Val that came out, yeah, I yeah. believe, last year. Yeah. And I was like, huh, that's interesting. I guess I probably may watch it. Maybe didn't watch it. <laughs> um, turns out that that documentary goes into what Val Kilmer has been up to the past decade and a half, which is battling throat cancer. And... um. I want to see that movie now, that documentary now after watching this movie, because they bring that real life struggle into the character of Iceman. And I think they do a really, really classy job of introducing us to this character in a way that relates to the real life person. It um, also very crucially, it keeps him in insanely high regard in the movie. He is throughout. He, yeah. From the yeah, jump. He yeah. outranks everyone that we see in this movie. You know what I mean? Even like, Ed Harris. Yeah, yeah. Dis yeah, despite what's going on with him, despite the fact that he like literally can't speak, he is like pulling all the strings to allow this movie to happen. To the point where like John Hamm, as soon as we're in the spoiler section, right? Yeah. So as soon as Iceman dies, John Hamm is immediately like, fuck off. John Hamm, <laughs> Iceman's dead. He can't protect you anymore. Now I'm going to like rake you over the yeah, coals at which this point. honestly like, led to like one of the best sequences of the movie of oh if oh, i'm like, doing this oh john do Hammy, you're tom in charge now by well yeah fuck you and he yeah <laughs> tom just the, the training steals run, run a, he just steals a jet plane just does the run by himself which i do have a question that was a rhetorical question. question um no no questions <laughs> allowed about that that happens all the time in the military yeah i do wonder so like are there keys in jet planes <laughs> How do they just, do they just like, is it that thing that you do whenever you're in the country where you just like leave them like underneath, like right. you leave them underneath the brake pedal? I cannot confirm nor just... deny. Well, no, hold <laughs> on. Yeah, you know what, Dane? Can neither you, can I, okay? Dane, can like, you just like, uh, there's some wisdom on that just for, for the listeners at home. When just, you're uh, a maverick, you get special access to the lockbox. Especially the lockbox for the jets owned by nondescript uh, Arctic nations that have the capabilities <laughs> of refining uranium. so that's a whole other question i have is do is it like an unspoken code in every country that countries just like take the key and just like throw it under the brake pedal and they're just like ah just nobody well, will ever think okay. to look under there hold on a second so let's it's like let's the equivalent of putting the the extra spare key under your doormat in the front door like, let's let's take a beat let's take a beat here because the whole movie we're building up to this mission right it's it's like a straight arrow line of of a movie structure this mission that they're training for right 
So we know what's coming. And it's in almost, a way. It, you could almost call it impossible, this mission. Exactly. And uh, it's almost like at this point, like Tom Cruise is kind of like a, a what's the word? For, like almost like a rogue nation of his own. He's gone yeah. rogue. And and and, this, and you're wondering like what's the fallout of this going to be? Okay, I'm so he's glad we going took to become beat. like a ghost. <laughs> do you, do you and, like, what is him? what is his protocol going I, to be? I, I can hit him. Okay, okay. So <laughs> what happens is we get this incredible moment of him taking things into his own hands and doing the run through on his own yeah. in less time than he even specified for everyone else. Yeah. So 15 he's, seconds. So left. a, he's establishing himself as by far the best fighter pilot, like on earth and with no help at Which, like at age the 60 movie, or the, the mission yeah. was designed to be done with multiple planes. Yeah. And it required, he does it, it required a plane to do a lock onto the box and a plane to drop. Yeah. The and he's like, no, nah, he I'm good. I'll let me do all that shit I'll, without I'll do it. I don't care. Um, exactly. He does it on his own and it is, absolutely exhilarating well, it's so fun to watch you also get the thing of which this happens several times in the movie very smartly you get to watch other characters watch well, um, well not only watch but be like dear god they want him. Be, they <laughs> yeah well no all the all the young fighters like Maverick. him at this point they want him to win because john ham is coming and being like guess what four minutes and if you get murdered you get murdered sorry guys well, what what i thought was neat about that whole sequence was that, like everything leading up to that was like you, you don't think that that uh, that Tom Cruise is like uh, that, that Maverick's character is like able to do that. Like it, it's like these are the parameters and he's just kind of guiding them through it. Yeah. And then you see him training. It, it's like them. him just like yeah. making the decision that if I can prove that I can do this, then they'll know that they can do it. And it's kind of it's kind of like like a spur of the moment kind of thing. It's yeah, not, it's like, like he's he, like, how he, do well, I get back into thing, the he military? Did not, he did not. He did not have the intention of running that mission from the gate. Yeah. It's, However, no, it's literally a thing that Val Kilmer again bringing back to his character that he has a point where he's just like, all you've ever done is show them why they can't do this. Yeah, and you just need to show them why they can do this. And it takes him dying to be like, okay, then I'm going to show that I can do this. In less time than I'm even asking you to do this. So if I can do this in 2.15, you can definitely sure as shit do this in 2.30. Yeah. But fa very famously, the way to like get back into the military is by doing something really illegal. <laughs> yeah. Not only I'm always illegal, saying this about people. Yeah. Like, I'm just like saying like, man, if I did like a crazy good drone strike though, <laughs> then they would let me back in. Not only is it illegal, but it is like something that everybody just looks up and is like, whoa. Yeah. He is the best. I, that's the he, he is a legend. Afterward, the, because I was watching that, conversely, I was watching that with the thought in my head the entire movie. Like, if Tom Cruise doesn't lead this mission, then it's all for shit. Exactly. He, ha he has to. Well, I, not only I'm that, sorry, but like. Because we, it's already been established that he's still flying, like, top-level planes. Right. So I was like, all right, this man, the biggest thing, like, one of the biggest uh, challenges they're facing is the G-Force thing, which in the very first act. The, one of the first things oh, that the guy that passes out. Well, yeah. Well, one of the first things that happens in the movie is he goes to 11 G's in a fucking plane. So you're like, well, if anyone is so going to Mach 11, there's a big difference there. Sorry. 11 G's <laughs> versus Mach 11. 
He's he's doing eleven times the speed of G. <laughs> if G is now, well, now, no, you're, now you're just pulling the letters and numbers out. Going, of your yeah, ass. no, he's we're, going full pickle Rick. We're, it, yes, we're yes. doing algebra and G equals the speed of sound. What is so hard to understand? Keep you know, you know, you've defined the mathematics, and now I agree with you. Thank you. I majored cool. in that. Yeah. Um, no, you you are thinking the whole time like he is gonna do this. You, you, you make a better. great point. And better or fucking rooster better be his fucking wingman. At the very beginning, they do definitely define like, yes, this man. He's is, still good he, as hell. He's, he's known. Well, it, it's just he's, he's too he's, scared to actually fight anymore. That's the thing is that, you know, he that PTSD. he's, he's going to get by there eventually. And it's just like, you know, eventually, like he's going to have to become the lead of this. And Rooster's going to have to be the wingman of this. But, it's just, but the movie earns it. It, it well, does. That's the thing is that it's a, something that is telegraphed quote unquote but it's it's earned at the end of the day like yeah. it is earned like that, it is so we are laying the seeds and like reaping it, the the rewards before we actually get there in my mind at the beginning of the movie i did not expect tom cruise to get in the plane and lead the mission mm-hmm. i was expecting rooster to lead the mission yeah and i was expecting hangman yeah he so gets left out. What, yeah. what, I, yeah. what I was expecting. Glenn so they, esta- the, they establish yeah. at the beginning that Hangman is called Hangman because he'll always leave you hanging. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, okay, so he's going to die saving somebody's life. Yeah, how, right. That was exactly what I was expecting. And they could have. It, it was. It was interesting. So once they once they reveal that Hangman is not going to be on the mission, and he's he is backup support, but he be, is in fact sitting at the at the wheel of a plane. He's, he's ready, ready to go. go. Like, I mean, he's, gonna he's, take he's, he's asking. He's Will like, they make it? He's, I don't know. He's like, can I go? And they're like, you are not confirmed for go. Mm-hmm. And so you're sitting there and you're waiting for him to 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 complete his character arc where he where he you know <laughs> goes doesn't leave him and, hanging. Yeah, and he saves somebody's life and. He he saves the life of not only Maverick but but the guy who he was like literally about to get in a fight with. Yeah. In the, in and and now he's so, now he's Hangman because he's cool to hang out with. Yeah, because yeah. he's just a you guy you Hangman. Hang um, yeah. I will say I knew that it was coming, especially at the very end. I was like, Hangman's coming in to save them, and I didn't care at all. I still like hooped. It, it, when you, it, you were still just happy. It's like yeah. you, you see that missile come in, and you're like, I knew it was gonna happen. And I'm well, also because Glenn Powell so, rocks. Um, a, co- a couple things here. So. <laughs> First of all, of course we knew that Maverick was going to be an integral part of the final mission. The way we get there is expertly done in this movie because, first of all, there's the whole legacy sequel part of it where he is in this way handing off the baton to the next generation. But if he re- if, if, if he, he tr- hands it off, he can't. Hold on to if it. If he was true, yeah. If he was truly handing it off, and they were setting up for future movies, then he would hand he, it off, right? And and that's the Val Kilmer scene. It literally says, "You have to. It's time to let go." Right. So you can't actually be the guy if you're handing it off to the well, guy. And I mean, the nice part of that was like he didn't make the decision that he was running the mission. It, it only yep. happened once he did it better than anybody the, else the could course. even yeah he's like what i have to it. do this just because i did it way better than anyone ever has <laughs> God, I, I guess, guess. i have like oh, the messianic figure and, and, of this and, and story he, he, i don't know uh, from the way that the movie presents itself he did not run that two minute and 15 second run to earn that spot no 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 not captain. at all he just wanted he did to, it like, to inspire them right. and and he inspired john yeah. ham to be like you know you can do it yeah yeah I was, john ham was, was like hey you know that like that means you have to do this yeah if you're like the fucking idiot well, that leads to, that leads me to my second point, which is the meta angle of it all, which is like 
This is a movie about Tom Cruise going above and beyond to do what nobody else can do. Mm-hmm. And not even Miles Teller. Literally, <laughs> the, <laughs> not even Mr. Fantastic himself. Are you rushing or are you dragging? <laughs> The plot? Not, not my tempo. He's dragging the whole movie. No, this, I, yeah, dude, not my fucking tempo. He is dragging the entire movie. The you plot right. of this movie is literally the plot of Tom Cruise in real life trying to make action movies That's, in Hollywood. So, I'm so glad that you you teed that up. Like you really just like nailed that, Ernest, because that is like bringing back what I was saying earlier about this movie just being the most meta movie that Tom Cruise could possibly make right now. Like yeah. this is it. Like. I know it's almost weird because we still have two more Mission Impossible movies coming out after this. Like the timing of this is weird, but this does kind of feel like Tom Cruise's farewell to action filmmaking. Right. Yeah, he can't keep doing he, all of this. He's 60. But Guys, he's he still, cannot keep doing And he's doing still rocking a sweet bod that's oiled up and playing two-way football. He cannot keep doing this. But he's like, still raging against time. Time is 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 slipping away from his fingers mm-hmm. and he is going to go every inch of the way against it. Yeah. He has possible. two minutes and 15 seconds to keep <laughs> being a star. Right. And he's going to do it, homie. And he that's only what's got incredible. Six seconds to save the world. That's yeah. what's incredible about this movie is that the plot of this movie is literally, literally about how everything is fighting against him. And he is the only one who can do. He it. can't stop. And the another like another reason that like you said they have these other have they shot the both of the two Mission Impossible's already or not they're, um, they're shooting it right they're now they're shooting okay. the part two right we're now. hitting yeah. three hundred million dollar budget and counting I'm just yeah baby <laughs> I'm telling the world right now he cannot keep this up facially speaking the they I are they're part, already part having two is the end of they're it. already I having to do gymnastics is. to get him looking really good in shots it's looking a little droopy it's it's like high so, high key lighting and, and uh, I'm gonna like, you, like, I'm gonna wholeheartedly disagree with I, okay, yeah. I was gonna say let me let me let me go out of my way to agree with moments, real quick. His face has some moments in this movie, but you have to look him up IRL right now. Two way. That's, that's how you know. Let me tell you. Like there's there's look. Let me see. Did my you dick see is still him shirtless? Him Did you see him shirtless? Yeah, with his pants pulled up to his fucking belly button. And the two hand and the two way. Okay, Drew, let's bust that. Let's bust that top off and let's see you play a yeah, game. Pop, pop that top off, buddy. Let's see. Bust let's, that pop you know off. what, everyone? Let let's do <laughs> it. Let's share some cleavage. <laughs> Let's do a kickball. Let's do We Bought a Bike Kickball. Let's make this the most homoerotic episode <laughs> it's of Memorial Day uh, weekend. Top baby. <laughs> we Bought a Mike ever Play is the Top Gun episode. It's just, it's no, it's, it's literally, and it's not like it. I'm not sp- talking shit about him. He's 60 years He's old, 60 bro. 60 years old. He can't keep having brown hair. It's well, going to start. No, it, hey, it's, if Danny the thing is that it's not even so brown, it's jet black. It's, it is yeah. more it's already starting full to look and weird, defined man. than it was when does, he was he, in does, 1986. Does he look like, like the original? Stupid. The original what? Tom? Yeah. Oh, the Superman? Original that, that's like the original. <laughs> the original yeah. Superman. He's the original. Yeah, I thought you meant the original Tom. <laughs> is that a Dennis Reynolds reference? It's absolutely a Dennis Reynolds Cut to cut to clip, baby. That's Let's a, go, that's, baby. There are also great um, outtakes from that scene. Have you seen those? I've, I've not seen because those. Dennis made that up. Like in the moment, he was like, "Oh well, he's the original." <laughs> anyway, Glenn, Glenn um, Howerton is a lost movie star. He could have really been is. in so many movies. I think he just is like he too just funny and, and to be is, a movie star. Like the he part just of was the podcast like, where we turn into that. a sunny appreciation. And always moment. sunny in Philadelphia. I did, did want to say one thing. 
So here's the thing is Tom Cruise is obviously not going to do this forever. Right. Obviously. As far as we know. And this movie, the, the, the story that's being told in, in this movie is about how he can't do this forever. And he has to let go and give it to the next people in line. I, I'm the gonna, younger people. I want to make a counter argument. This movie is about how he should let go, but doesn't have to. Exactly. That's no, what's crazy. That's very true. That's yeah. very true. But for a moment in the theater, we did not know what was going to happen in this movie. And I truly believed this movie telegraphs die? the fact that Maverick is going to die in this movie. I mean, like a hundred percent. I thought it was going to happen. It and cuts to yeah, black. Mo- movie, There's movie, literally movie, a cut to black. Movie moment. could have ended when his plane got shot right, down. Right, right, exactly. And they chose to just take a more badass approach and, like, you know, what? what if we have like, another dog? What if fight? we went from like, <laughs> what if we like went from an more. eight to like a nine, nine point five in this it's, movie? It, what it, if we just went and just ramp this up a little bit? The thing about this movie is that it gives you the training sequence the montage, all of that buildup. It gives you the actual sequence where Maverick does the course yeah. and it's fucking exhilarating. At that point, I'm like, wow, I got my money's worth. I'm fucking, my heart's pounding. I'm feeling good. Oh no, we're actually getting the actual mission that you've been here for this whole time. Let's fucking go. That whole mission is incredible. Not enough. <laughs> we're gonna keep it going no, beyond the mission. We are actually foot soldiers now, and then we're gonna go like full espionage and with like a little, a like a little. And that's well. The thing is, once you get to this point in a movie, you're starting to have to justify why why it's still on because the audience is sitting in the theater, and if things start to like get a little bit worse, they're gonna get antsy. They're gonna be like, okay, well, I, you know, it, it kind of feels like it could have been over by now. It didn't feel like that ever. No, it I never was, felt like that. There was, was never like, like, okay, where's the ending? As here? soon as we go from the like cut to black and then seeing Tom Cruise, I like immediately went to this in my seat. And I said, yeah, like, he was yeah. he was on the edge of. His yeah, seat. I was Hunter, I was Hunter Hunter like, oh, stood up. I was really fully at a it. point, And then whenever we cut to credits, I did like a full like jump up and like, <laughs> yes, Hunter, Hunter, USA, Hunter and USA, were, like, like clapping and cheering. They were really I excited. I did. I well, I didn't now know you Tom know why a guy here. moved away from us in ambulance um, <laughs> <laughs> um no, no, well the thing is because the problem was in ambulance it was like wait are they in la for this are we they, kept wait, we kept on they? asking him yeah. Yeah, is this kept, like a los angeles is this thing like a, yeah. this, are they in that, san that looks a lot like los angeles this is like the bay area and so <laughs> so a the movie are they in miami no it couldn't us be. just couldn't all be. asking one guy where are they <laughs> Is it in Louisiana? I heard it was Louisiana. <laughs> Los Alamos? Like, where? what the fuck is going on here? So, A, this movie keeps going and going beyond what you think it's going yeah, to. And it justifies itself doing that. And B, again, the meta angle, it is fully an allegory of... Maybe it doesn't complete the allegory, but in the moment, it felt like an allegory of Tom Cruise telling us that he is willing to die mm-hmm. for the art form. He's yeah, willing I mean, to, but he's not going to be. Guess what? You're going to have to kick him out before you bring in fucking Miles Teller. It really felt like <laughs> the point of this movie was like, I am going to die. Yeah, try to put Jeremy Renner in this fucking thing. It'll Hunter, suck. Hunter kept making comments like before the movie about like <laughs> expecting Tom Cruise to die doing some stunt. The thing, No, the well, re- that's the thing is that would you be shocked 
Like, would this like utterly no, no, shock no. you to the point of insanity? If it was like, if Dead Reckoning Part Two came out, the new mission, if Mission Impossible Eight dropped, and then like Tom Cruise has been dead until, for eight months. They, they That's exactly the thing. We're like, they we're Tom, like Cruise Tom Cruise hasn't done like any publicity for this. He's, this is he, insane. He, it's he, unprecedented. He, it's like, oh, Tom Cruise actually died while making <laughs> this movie. That's the thing is that Tom Cruise could do it, and I would not be shocked. And anybody else would be the most insane thing in the world. Yeah. And Tom Cruise could literally die while making he one of these. He fell off of movies. WTC yeah. one, and no one noticed. <laughs> no, and no, Tom Cruise wrote in his will, he was like, "Keep making the fucking project." Yeah. He was like, "Production he does he, like, not he stop." He handpicked his deep fake replacement. <laughs> no, no, no. Because because for some reason, he's the he most like, common deep fake. For some Powell. reason, Glenn he comes Powell back as a as like guy. a Scientology Jesus. Oh he's God. like, I have returned. So, I have returned from the dead. Here's the other to make dead reckoning. The other the other thing about this metaphor making uh, <laughs> let's fucking go baby that's the cliffhanger let's at the go. end of part one I hope he's, that's he's it. hung on a cross <laughs> that'd be pretty in cool Kiev. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait for Tom Cruise to sacrifice himself to the Russian military in order to keep just, his just, film just career going just to make some money on Labor Day weekend <laughs> god damn it was one thing it was really <laughs> funny hero. watching this movie like do do so much to not identify where they are. Dude, so like, let the me, movie's trying so hard to be like, no, you have it's not even you don't have an area. Uh, you have no, no clue. Have you, uh, up up until like the the third act, it was like, oh, they're gonna be in the desert. This is a desert mountain. That yeah, and then be you're climbing snow. It's like, what the fuck? Why is there snow? Well, no, but everywhere. also the, the main thing that they do trees um, everywhere trees all that they give you is like a really scary looking bird that's like surrounded by a circle as the emblem of this place it's not even a flag is the thing it's just an emblem so this could just be a rogue group in some country it's a country with a yeah. big ass crater i'll tell you that um on top of that because at a certain point i was fascinated i was like they're not going to tell us anything about where they are that that that's a very intentional choice. i guess you could call it a rogue nation yep because there's a there's a specific shot where they're they're figuring out the F14 and the machinery that's in the hangar and there's there's a shot where you're like oh I'm about to be able to make out the writing on this and it's in a different language and then they they blur it immediately <laughs> like they 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 pull focus immediately yeah I wonder they don't want if you, you to even have a get this of like what language yeah. that is that you're seeing or, is that Russian is that or later when they're in the planes and there's a moment where um Tom and Rooster are trying to disguise themselves as members of that nation and so they're basically just being like hey how you know they're doing hand signals in the shots of I don't Tom, know what that means in the shots of Tom and Rooster you can see like color in their silhouettes but in the enemy shots you just see shadows no, they don't even want a race to be discussed so they're like no no no, no. this is just like enemy <laughs> true when was the last time that you saw the original top gun no i know it's, it's the it's, same deal it's really funny i i which is it. for back I've then it's it, really surprising because back then you could just say a country and everyone be like yeah we hate those fuckers well here's the thing about the original top gun is that if you it like look like, up around like, like the original Top Gun is like it's not funded by the military, but like it, it kind basically, of is. Yeah, that's it's, it's all military is problem. That's yeah. what's yeah. preventing it is the like, military doesn't want you to identify a country that the military exactly. is in. They, they, they just want you to feel hella, hella patriotic about America exactly. and the fight is, the enemy. The the military explicitly said like we'll give you essentially stock footage for what we have for all of like our naval shots, and they were like, bet we can make this movie for fifteen million dollars instead of a hundred million dollars to shoot this ourselves fucking bet we'll just do that instead um 
And by agreeing to do that, they were like, okay, so what you're going to do is you're going to shoot people that are in all black and they're just wearing a red star on them, which could be exactly Russia. It could be literally fucking anybody, yeah. but it's red. So, you know, it's bad. because what incentive um, does the military have for identifying the enemy of the military? Yeah, Zero. exactly. Exactly. So it's just like, we just want you to identify a enemy force that is just non-existent right now and not put any specificity on whatsoever. And to be honest, I think that's going to play a benefit to this movie, like in the future that they aren't just like, we're fighting uh, Putin and the Russian army in this movie. Well, we're fighting fighting the bad guy. Yeah, no, that's here's why it really plays into the movie's favor because like all we've been saying about this movie's plot is that it's sleek and straightforward. We don't need to be introduced to like a big bad. We don't need to be introduced to like a like the bot the Kremlin in this fucking movie. Yeah. We know that there's a bad guy. We know that we're supposed to be rooting for USA. Go USA. Aren't you glad that it doesn't cut to like Mark Rylance doing Russian voice? It's <laughs> just yeah, exactly. Fucking... It's just we already have Ham being resistance to Tom Cruise. We already have Tom Cruise dealing with personal it, struggles. It's, it's not a movie that like really, really relies on you knowing like the bad guy because the bad like the 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 antagonist is really like the foil which is uh glenn powell yeah like and well it's it's him it's glenn powell and him because because uh tom cruise is our protagonist so his antagonist is ham and then and then our new rooster his antagonist is glenn powell and then everyone's antagonist is the route like yeah. it's it's yeah. what they're trying to oh, do because man yeah. versus environment yeah uh, yeah literally because yeah, we're spending most of the movie with them unable to do the one thing that we need them to do for the movie to happen you know I, what i mean right. so that's the big bad and that makes the movie simpler because the movie has to be about them training to fight the big bad right. so if the big say, bad is the thing that they're literally doing like everything gets way simpler yeah, yeah. it's Every, a great it's nice. writing it's like a screenwriting thing every yeah, time we focus the movie on that I felt like I was levitating from my seat because yeah. it felt like perfect filmmaking. And I that's why I just didn't vibe with all the Jennifer Connelly stuff. Because like in the original movie, yeah, you get some good chemistry between But Tom. you have Take My Breath Away playing in the background and that. Well, not only that, enough, but also but uh, Val, Val yeah. Kilmer, Iceman, he is pulling you towards the homoerotic part of the movie. Like that whole part of that original movie is like that character is like, let's go the gay away, as Quentin Tarantino would say. <laughs> yep. And you don't have that in this movie. So Quentin, yeah. So I will we say we got to talk about Tarantino's no, no, no. take on Top Gun because it really does play a lot into well, how it's him perceived. and Tony Scott, big boys. They um, kind of they kind of take it out of this movie entirely. I will say that. For everything, you guys are more critical of the Jennifer Connelly, and for me. And this hurts me to say this. I'm sure. I was so much more anti everything John Hamm than I was anything that Jennifer Connelly was in this movie. That's, okay. I That's think a that take. John John Hamm just like pissed me off in this movie. I think it's because what you that just said, Drew, about man. like I think Glenn Powell is also being the antithesis, but be, Glenn Powell is charismatic and like really like funny for what he's doing. And everything Glenn Powell is doing, I'm like, oh, you're a shit heel, but like I really love you at the end of the day. And John Hamm is playing it too straight. He's a suit. 
I think that he's playing it too straight. And I think I've had that problem with John Hamm in a couple of roles that he's been doing lately. That I agree. John Hamm is John Hamm is funny. John Hamm has charisma, and I think it's because of the way that he looks that he's getting typecast yeah, in a certain exactly. way. But like he looks John like Hamm, a villain now. Let your fucking flag but fly, fly, my guy. He just like, needs to work with Tina Fey a little bit more. It, it's kind of a bummer that like John Hamm was annoying me in this movie. That I'm like, oh, we have to have the John Hamm. There has to be a guy Maverick, who's in the way. We have to take your fucking wings away from me. Yeah. Like it was very much just like a. All right, let's get this fucking 45 exactly. seconds over with. Like every scene well, that we had with him was more annoying it's to me also, than anything that Jennifer Connelly and It's Tom also Cruise a had. plot mechanic thing. I can't blame it all on Ham yeah. Ham's choices. However, it's just every I do agree role that he's getting I fucking I think he could have done better. Like, However, I, I, a big part better. of it is that that character Glenn Powell's character is in on the mission. Like he is trying to do the exact same thing as Rooster, who is a, a you know supposed to be his enemy that we root for. Yet they are both trying to. They're do, on the same team. Yeah, they're spending the whole movie trying to do the exact same task. So we can't really root against him because he's actually good at it. Yeah, we 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 only the only reason we can root against him is because he's such a fucking ass. Yeah, he's just a jerk. But also, well, he's a hunk. Oh, <laughs> God. But he, well, no. oh, and he looked really great oiled up playing the, um, that two-way football the yeah. key thing is though he also has a personal like stake in the movie like he adds to the pathos he adds to that part of it because he figures out what's going on with rooster and tom exactly. Cruise. well that that, and that matters back, that where john back. ham is just a fucking suit bro like he's right. just there to be us even it's, at the very end that's where i agree with you at the very end of the movie like John Hamm has to give more than that. It was the most like it has to be. He has to smile and be like, you know what? Fuck yeah! <laughs> it was honestly, and he's just like, like you know what? I, I'm dead inside. But yeah, like, he, he, it was the me. most like movie scene of the entire. It's just movie. like give him. It's like yeah, he, he got to give more. He got like Come the one on. line. He, it wasn't even his line. It was like the uh, the other guy like delivered. What's, it was like that was a rhetorical question, and you sit there and you're like. John John Ham like set up that that little one liner. I know. Dude, he okay, that he killed. also so, he here's clearly doesn't want people to die when the, he's like shutting down the mission. He's like, we can't lose anyone else. Like we know he cares, and but so like, that's enough to make us not like who more than that. Dies. Here's the thing. Um, well, Kilmer. they they had thought that Tom Cruise had just died. Yeah. No, but but earlier in the training sequence, they made it look like like Bob and and Phoenix died, Bob and, and they did. They almost yeah. did. Their plane died. I will say. That for was as confusing. Much as, I thought a, that they had died. That's a death to John Hamm, though. For, is, is money. <laughs> oh, the plane crashes. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, yeah the, I the, will say the plane's. Money, I almost feel like worse. it is as bad as I thought John Hamm was at points in this movie, or at least as bad as his character was in this movie. Is how much I love Charles Parnell in this movie. Um, oh yeah, plays, he's good. He's he's really funny. fun. He's another one that you would be like, he's oh, like, he must have been in the original. He's not. Yeah, <laughs> which you know, is really he carries funny. that spirit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He just carries the like, oh, this is like an old guy that like Tom Cruise knows and is root. He's rooting for he, Tom Cruise from the yeah. Jump. He crushed Shout it. Guy, he he crushed played it. Nick Fury in the Marvel Avengers Yo, game. Dude, they were just, like, who's the most Samuel L. Jackson? This is a this is a tropey get. character that I wish we could do like a quick like like you know collecting all of them but the guy who is in with the villain but actually likes the hero he, he had some voices in a uh, venture bros yo no he, charles parnell has been around in a while he's been a, like a guy in this shit this is stuff. this is a good opportunity to bring this up because i just thought of it hunter this is your chance tom cruise has embraced his short king 
status finally oh my baby God. no more apple go. boxes let's fucking go we aren't standing on boxes to pretend like we're the same height as uh fucking val kilmer or whatever miles teller else. man that that's was one, was. one of the best thing about, about miles teller movie. straight up looks yeah, down my, at tom Teller's cruise at one long point. face as they walk alongside each other and miles teller's got a whole head above tom cruise and not that, only that's a lot not only that's is tom cruise going after a woman his own age in this movie but he is embracing his five five stature and we so, love to see it i'm really happy that you threw this to me uh, because as a short king who never once lied about his height on any dating app i just want to say that like hmm. i feel more seen in this movie as than i have in my entire life like i just feel like he lets the miles only, tower the over him. here's the thing tom tom i'm gonna look right in the camera i'm gonna look right at you tom thomas cruz thomas brady cruz um <laughs> where did this is just your fantasy now <laughs> um tom i want you to go to google.com and I want them to correct your height from five foot seven to five foot five. Because we buddy, know it, buddy. Buddy, Tommy, we know it's five five. You're man. still wearing Tom? those heeled boots in this movie when you're next to Jennifer all, Connelly. All that's you, for sure. All you gotta do, Tom. All you gotta do <laughs> mm -hmm. is just go to Google.com and just get them to update that height. Just come I think on. It might be five four. So he has to. Like it might actually be. He has to navigate. On his computer, he has to go to Google. And like and if, you Google edit, is, if you Google his height, it'll be like, is this you? Go to google.com backslash edit. Verify that it's Tom. Edit Tom, Tom Cruise, somebody who is like wired into the internet with his brain. Here's like the thing. He has a chip that Tom, you just plug in. Tom, go to scientology.com. <laughs> Because I know that you're just running every internet yeah. search. That's it's ever not a coincidence run. that he um, he was invented around the same time as ARPANET. <laughs> you know? Right. They're both military properties. Tom, go to altavista.com. Mm -hmm. And I want you to go from there and then go to straight to Ask Jeeves. Right. And from and I want you his, to ask Jeeves to change your height. It'll show his ancestry.com and it'll say like Saturn Moon 5. Tom, can you <laughs> send me your co-star? Because I want to know how compatible we are. Like, I really think that we have a lot in common. And like, this I would doesn't just like seem to related to what Tom, you were Thomas just talking about. is really about. just trying to like fuck Tom Cruise right. right now. That's what's really happening. We I just want to be a sandwich between you and Brady. Let me just my two favorite Toms. Mm, um, I'm going to throw up. You just want to be the Tom cat. <laughs> I'm a Tom cat. We're at the two hour mark. We Ugh. need to wrap this up. OK, Can I don't I, know. It seems like we're in a pretty important vein. Here. I don't I, Tom, you know, look at me. Look at me in the eyes. Tom, <laughs> zoom. Camera two. Come here. Um, I'm Respect ready. the cock. <laughs> I, I, I want to I talk about Miles Teller real quick. I yes, do wanna, we haven't talked you. enough about Miles Teller. Miles well, Teller is great in this fucking the whole, movie. The whole legacy sequel part of this movie is one of the best parts. You know, we, how he is embodying the son of this I, major character. I think what was like really shocking to me, right? Well, like going into this movie, I had I had no expect expectations for Miles Teller. Um, my the only two things I've seen him in are the Fantastic Four and Whiplash, a notoriously bad movie and a notoriously good movie. So I I know that like he he has the capability to do something really good, or yeah. he has the capability to do something really bad. I, you know, and, and I think what this movie really did for me was cement like the idea that it's not necessarily him that is bad. I, right. I, I think he's a good actor, especially from the third act. He owns this movie. Yeah, he's so good. When I mean, because 
for a lot of this movie, it was like, oh, Miles Teller is doing his Miles Teller thing. He, he, he didn't really have just kind of there a ton to do until, until the third the act. Third act. He, and then he the goes third full act, goose. What are you talking about from the piano? No, the piano scene is the piano scene is incredible. The way that he, sh- he honestly going back and playing scenes from the original Top Gun. I feel like the veins in his neck are the, the same mustache. as goose. Well, of course, the mustache. Anybody can have that. I said all the, the, the overbite um, and the long fucking head. Man. Long, long fucking head. head. He is not Incredible a traditional casting. Lead. He Honestly, looks like a sidekick. Cast- he kind of looks like our guy, Anthony Edwards. Cruise like shout out to him. has better chemistry with Miles Teller than anybody else in this movie. Yeah, another, except for yes. himself. If only it's there, incredible. If only there were a real life Tom Cruise in the camera where we could camp. figure out why he always has better chemistry with like the second leading man in all his movies. It's I don't because he's gay and he just doesn't want to admit it. Uh, block you, that out because that can't be true. You know what I'm going to miss no admit right now? When he hugs Miles and Miles says, it's what my dad would have done. Uh, I shed uh, so many uh, tears. Uh, on, on Man, I, saw I got. The, the, I did get choked they, up. They, they showed. Point. They showed so many photos care. of uh of uh him and Goose, and then at the very end of the photo of him and My, uh Miles Teller at Rooster, perfect. Just the same thing. Lovely. That was a really really a nice little mo- moment, dude. Yeah. This movie and has- that's another. We've already brought up like four different Chekhov's guns, like first act to third act things. That's another one where you see the picks up front and you're like. The, that, because it's before we even know the relationship between Tom Cruise and Miles Teller. and But he has pictures of Miles Teller as an adult. So you're like, oh, they must love each other. Right. And they then have, shortly after kind you're of like, relationship is yeah, but I then do. shortly after you're like, wait, why would Teller hate Cruise? Um, so then the fact that I, he the, also tra- trailers ruined that. So That's what happened. But really, I will I didn't say see a trailer. so the trailers sh- the trailers revealed that Teller was Goose's son, but the trailers did not reveal. And I legitimately didn't know this. I thought that Teller hated Cruz because he because he got Goose killed because he got yes. Goose killed yeah and he didn't and it's a really smart move that like Tom Cruise like Maverick was just very like concerned being like the concerned dad of like well I killed your biological dad so I'm just not gonna let you be a pi- fighter pilot yeah he pulled and papers then, man honestly like it's something that is you disagree with it but you completely understand it it's something that's like an, oh an it's, overprotective it, it, it's, an it's, overprotective it's, parent it's move. like a promise that he made to like yeah. a lot of people he made himself. it literally and, to meg ryan like yeah. he told her in the first or i guess in it, this movie and yeah. meg ryan and, and, and it's like you know, by the way yeah who it's, died it's one of those mysteriously things as meg ryan where, became where, unpalatable visually where, to the it's, cinema it's one of those I, things where it's like that's the uh like um gosh i lost my train of thought right there what Meg Ryan? No, 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 no. Like, like it's it's his code of honor, right? Like, you know, he 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 understands that it's a shitty thing to do, but he does it anyways because he he made that promise. Well, and but went, he says that he wants to be a father, right? Yeah. Instead of a captain, honestly, that's the thing. One of the best lines that Tom has in this movie is that he's just like, "Well, I know that, like." Rooster is already gonna resent me, so like, why make him resent exactly. his mother too? He, he, like he, he's he, already he, just gonna hate me because I killed his he, dad. He's falling so on his why sword. not just like always, all like he, also take the burden of what his mom did not want him he, to do? He's falling on his sword because he made that promise, and he's willing. He he, he not only willing, but like like he feels absolutely a hundred percent obligated because he he he's trying to do what he thinks is best. So yeah. I'm glad that you said that because I actually think that one of the biggest credits to this movie because I was thinking about while watching because I was like oh this movie like it doesn't have the one liners that the first movie does but I actually think that the best credit to this script is the lines that aren't said 
And what I mean by that is that like there is no big like over like rooster. Here's the thing about you, son. I mean, I've always seen you that way because Goose was like a brother to me. And like there, there's no big moment there's, like that. The, you and, know, like, what, you know, you know, thank it would be, fucking it would God be, there is. They're having moment. a rooster. And Maverick are having a big confrontation. And Maverick goes like, you just can't do that, Goose. And then they both stare at each other. I mean. Yeah. Ex- I mean, that would be Roost, the moment. Yeah. Uh, no, that's the thing. And thank God that there's never any moment. Instead, like, it's just purely actors doing actor things. Where there's so many moments where it's like Tom is about to say something. And you can see him, like, hold it back. And then Miles is about to say something. And then he holds Whoa. it back. And it's just like, it's trusting in your fucking cast to just like let them express what they want to express without explicitly saying that. Also, they're military men. That's know? another thing <laughs> is that it's just guess what? As somebody who has military men in the family, let me tell you who's not going to therapy and expressing their emotions and their feelings. Um, it's military men, baby. I wonder what Tom's process is to transform himself. I would a love to be well, in, like if I could I, I sit in on like a session. Because outside of this, he would definitely go to therapy. But for this, he doesn't. So I'm sure it's really alien to him to not do that. Man, if I could just sit on like a therapy session between him and Nicole Kidman during the shooting of Eyes Wide Shut. Yo, that'd be sick. We have to wrap up. All right. We are about to hit the two and a half hour We're mark. about to hit me pissing in my pants. Exactly. So... Thank you, boys, for this experience. Thank you for letting me talk about Tom Cruise. I I love this movie. I want to know the audience to know. I went into it. I I know I like Top Gun. I know I would probably like this. I was not in the mood to watch a movie. This movie won me over. With you probably drove a, to the wrong. Theater. I went to the wrong theater. I was in a. Sh- I was considering pay for a movie going ticket home. when you didn't have. To I was like, almost saw ticket. men. <laughs> No, I was legitimately because I was sleepy as hell this like earlier today. And I was like, I was like, this would be a pretty good excuse to be like, guys, I'm just going to go home and just fucking like, fuck this. Yeah. This movie won me over within a half hour and I was jazzed up. It's just a good movie movie. Um, Like like you mentioned, there's no need to talk a bunch of shit about Marvel movies because I've already done a lot of that. (laughs) But. This is what if I'm looking for like a big dumb blockbuster, this is what I want over that. Um, exactly. And yeah. so yeah, if you're looking for some sort of alternative, this is it. That's all I'll say. Probably should have given this preamble at the beginning of the podcast, not two and a half hours. Hey, th- that's that's the that. power of editing, baby. Ernie. <laughs> Ernie, get on it. Ernie, that's what TikTok's for. Snip snap, snip snap. Dan, final thoughts. Final thoughts. Good fucking movie. I I I was yeah, I had to like mentally prepare myself because like yeah, I, I knew the movie was coming out this weekend when I just happened to be in Orlando, and I was like, "Oh, I'm staying with Hunter." Was, oh, I know that means I have to go. see We're Top going Gun. to go see this. I was funny. I was just like, "Dane, we're yeah. going to go see Top Gun Maverick," and you're like, "LOL, yeah, I figured." Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, yeah you bet tracks. you were figuring." <laughs> yeah, well, aren't you glad I was there too? Uh, yeah, I'm so glad you were there. Aren't you, you glad I wasn't there to stop me from chanting USA, <laughs> yeah, USA yeah, yeah. in the theater? It, it was just like like leaving. I had to like mentally prepare myself, and then I got there, and I was like, I don't know why. I had to like make a big deal about this this was this was an enjoyable experience yeah it's just it's it's one of those movies especially in a theater that you're like oh yeah this this is a familiar feeling but like it's harder to obtain when you're an adult 
you know. But when you're a kid, you go into a big blockbuster movie. You're just like, wow, this is like the thing. Right. This is yeah. the movie experience. This I, is what that is. I didn't love. It's the, stupid and it's fun. The romance subplot. I think that was by far the worst part of the movie. Agreed. But, uh, otherwise, this thing is a perfect action summer blockbuster. Mm. Yeah. Like if you just take that part away, because personally, I just do not buy Tom Cruise as a sexual. Romantic. No, I'm fine with that. Here's another reason too, really quick. Because that cemented to me the fact that he would not die. Because they're not introducing the the mom and daughter just to like to, be to crying kill at him a funeral. He's like, you better not just leave. Be him. crying at his yeah. casket yeah. later. Yeah. He's gonna live, right? Um, but that also gives him a reason to live. So I guess it's fine. Every scene of this man flying a fucking airplane is the most exhilarating thing you will ever guys, so really guys, really heavy Tom breathing Cruise learned how to drive an f-14 in order to be in this movie they would not they wouldn't let him touch the controls of the <laughs> did you read that article they wouldn't yeah. let him touch the controls of these planes it was he like was he was a him. kid he was definitely um, him though it just yeah it it rules uh, direction wise, I do want to give credit to the actual director because there are certain like there are overhead shots that look like they're from space that are clearly not real shots, obviously, but they look gorgeous. They look insane, yeah. they look, Dude, especially in the nice beginning of this at. movie. Yeah, yeah like those shots are just pleasant. We man. did kind of blow past the first act of this movie and there are some insane sequences in there. Um, I brought up earlier and then I'd never actually completed the point, but like. This is, I think, the most complex character that Tom Cruise has played since Collateral. Interesting. Um, and, and that's 2004. And that's almost more saying about what Tom Cruise has been up to in the last so 15 to 20 years. Dad in World of Worlds? Yes. Because um, I think that, I think Collateral is like low-key one of the best Tom Cruise performances that he's ever given because he actually embraced, embraced being a villain, which he, is something that... He embraced he having gray hair. Yeah, yeah being a fucking gray king in that movie. And he looks incredible with gray hair, but whatever. Um, but, I mean, I know that the parameters aren't big for a statement like that when you look at something like Ethan Hunt and it's just like, oh, well, he's actually trying to become more complex, more of a human being, but he's a superhero for all intents and purposes. And the, uh, yeah, those movies are past the point of no return, point. to be honest. And like, he can and struggle this movie, all he wants. There really is an emotional core. And maybe it's not like an actual like traditional like him versus like him and woman romantic kind of relationship or anything like that. But like this movie got me choked up a couple of times. It well, like the, the actually is an angle. Yeah. yeah, there is like an emotionally effective point to this movie. And definitely I, I didn't think that Tom Cruise still had that in them. No, as that's much fair. as like he did better than I thought he would. As much as I love Tom Cruise, I was kind of concerned of like what is the next post Mission Impossible uh, Dead Reckoning Part Two? What is the next ten to fifteen years of Tom Cruise? Is he we'll willing to take on the Paul Newman role? Is he willing to just be the guy? Is he like, the be supporting good at that? role? That's the thing. Paul Newman is the best possible version this of that type says- of guy. No, because this movie says I will hold I on. I have to be the star. I will hold on to every single inch I can. And this. I mean, you know, we'll see. I mean, we talked about this on our Magnolia episode, the podcast, like two years ago. Uh, but we'll see what the post mission, the post mission yeah. world for Tom Cruise looks like. But this 
movie did re like reignite my love for Tommy and like reignite him as a mind for, in my mind for what peak movie stardom looks like. He is the best movie star of our lifetime. I think he might be the last movie star. Right. As far as like action movie star that isn't tied to hey, a fucking IP. Doctor, doctor, give me the news. Got mm-hmm. a bad case of Doctor, doctor Strange. Strange. Um, sorry, uh, sorry, Chris everybody. Pratt. I don't know. Is Chris Pratt that next action movie star? No, it's got to be Charlie Day. I'm, I'm really um, for Charlie Day. It's, it's. I think there's going to be a prequel to Top Gun where Tim Chalamet plays. <laughs> Timmy Chalamet Cruise. plays Tom Cruise. Please, more don't. like Tommy Chalamet. All right, I'm gonna go pee right now. Can, can we can we get call signs before we leave? Before we sign off, I'm Drew. Drew before before you leave, what's think? your call sign? Piss boy. <laughs> yeah, you are a piss king. Sounds fucking fake. I often call you a piss king. It's coming out of my sweat pores right now. All right, what's your call sign, Hunter? I'm here shot. Here shot. All right, what's your? I'm team with like Maxwell, shot. you know, for the math what? and the engineering, or like Skank because I like Scott. No, yo, I'm a you're bitch. definitely Skank. skank you are 100 Skank. Skank is good. Didn't I say one earlier? I feel like maybe. Did you? But I would like you to say you it again and look me in the right eyes now. like you really mean it. I yeah. can't remember the one I said earlier. Yeah, um, the, the only the one I'm right coming now. up with right now is Golby. Yeah, you're Golby. 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 Which, if you know Golby, you know Golby. But if you don't, um, you don't. If you know, you know. Um, I like Skank. Skank is really good. Skank's pretty good. It's something just for the ska boys out here, just who never. It's like, you know. For those of us who in 2022 are still trying to bring back the new ska wave, you're trying to start the fourth. Ska is forever. Pop is temporary. Yeah. I think I said that backwards, but the sentiment remains the same. Cool. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me, man. We really appreciate you. We will have you on again soon, I hope. Um, We still have. We haven't had your. uh robin williams episode yes uh penguins 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 yes that's what we talked about like maybe a half to a year ago a robin williams penguins happy feet dude oh yeah you're coming on for happy feet and then yeah harry's coming on for happy feet too i can't wait no no harry got a different one oh yeah no harry got i think he got a one hour photo oh okay that's it Oh my god! Eventually, Happy we'll talk feet. about Robin no, we, Williams no, again we, on this we podcast. No, we will need to talk about Happy Feet Two as well. Okay, it'll be like a two. Let's in one. do a let's yeah. Let's one. do a Happy Feet and Happy Feet Two. Podcast. I've not seen any of Happy Feet Two. Yeah, well, I, a George a George Miller film that'll be exciting. It's his preamble to Mad Max Fury Road was to like before I make Mad Max Fury Road, I need to make Happy Feet Two. I got to do a family movie before I make you know four hundred plus hours of desert. Right. Yeah. <laughs> We appreciate you uh, riding into the danger zone. Into the danger zone. Um, And we appreciate you tuning in and listening and watching. Please be sure to rate you, review and subscribe, like and comment and recommend the show to all your friends. Enter the danger zone with us as we get into more new movies and shows. We still got Atlanta to get into and we might give you. Uh, a little bit more. There, there's a lot of stuff out right now. There's so men. Much. There's the Northmen. There's uh, lots of men. Lots of men, apparently. Yeah. Men, 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 manly men. Who, 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 who. We who, might who, be who. able to get back into uh, our Robin Williams series might a little be bit, able maybe. To. We'll see. Um, but thank you so much for sticking around. Please be sure to 
recommend the show and recommend this movie. This is a good fucking movie. Good Check it out. movie. Top Gun Maverick. We love cinema. Uh, thank you, Tom. Keep riding on into the the danger zone. Riding we'll see you next time. I have the need. The, the need to podcast. Take care. Bye bye. Bye. Danger zone.